So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Match Media alongside my critiquing partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. And we are officially in the rainy season, boy. So, yeah, your boy, your yeah. boy have a, your boy come on a little bit to the sniffles. That's a little sinus right. thing. I mean, nothing to, to worry about. If you hear me sniffing or coughing a little bit, you know, it's nothing serious. It's just, you know, trying to deal with the weather and whatnot. Uh, right, so this has been a rather um, interesting week, uh, to say the least. Uh, so just, well, you know, World Cup aside, um, you know, that, that right. massive loss with Argentina and whatnot. Right, you all know. All that, all I that. As I was making, I was cracking up with, the, with all the sport ball sort I've been seeing for for the last uh, week or so, especially yeah. because, well, okay, so uh, last yesterday I had a beat to the tongue, <laughs> had... I was uh, listening to the radio and I heard that's what I heard Sweden's corner I just crack it up and I was like yeah got a real salty gym for enjoying the yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, the World Cup is going alright still I mean nothing nothing major major to talk about um, as usual England beating up on our weak team normal bullshit yeah boy and then they go and get their ass wash um, Argentina yeah that's probably a big tragedy it's like jeez boy mess like they, they, they make Diego Maradona cry Jen. When you, you know? do that, when you make Diego Mar- Maradona cry, that's when you know you're drinking. I, you know, I don't know. That's a weird track record of how champion teams is, is, just come through and fuck things up so badly in the next tournament. France was the same thing. France did horribly in 2002. Right. I don't know. After, do it, after winning 1998. Uh, it's, it's just a weird track record. I was doing talk for Brazil last last time. So. Oh, boy. That, that was... Yeah, that was like... That was, that was, that was, that was, that was like was... I, I've got that... That, 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 was, that, yeah, that was on some post up. That was on some apocalyptic type of shit. Yeah, there, level. Right? That was incredible. You know? like, end of the world type of shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but that, uh, no, but that's the thing. Um, that's not, I, I, I haven't been following it as much as I expected to. Um, but yes, you know, it, it, I just need little highlights. Yeah. Well, the same, I, same here too. Reason being is because I yeah. usually wait. For the bigger matches to take place, you know, and then right, once 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 wrong the once wrong the eight start I'll, I'll start to follow. Yeah. Usually the only stuff I really care about. Mm-hmm. Um and it had no team that I really care about, like a little small team to think to take. You know, I heard the, I didn't watch it, but I heard the Japan Senegal game was quite good. Yeah, uh, it, it, and then with a tie it was it was it was one one. Right. So I was like, all right, well, right. No, two, 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 I think. Yeah. It was two two, I think. Uh, um oh, okay, I think so. well, uh, all right, well when yeah. I saw it was one one, so Maybe it's two two, right, right. too sure, but you know whatever, right? No, the, yeah, the end, the end of that tie, but it was yeah. two two. I think two thousand. Okay, okay. But right. um, yeah, anyway, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Enough um, for the sport board. Yeah, enough <laughs> for the the, the 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 sport stuff. Um, but you know, yeah. as as hip hop heads, we have to acknowledge this. Um, the the rather shocking death of a twenty year old right. rapper, um, XXXTentacion. Um, if you guys remember right. from last season, we talked about his um. 
his look at me video um and how right. you know there's the controversy surrounding that that video in particular uh, especially the second half of it where he had uh, where he depicted a scene with a white kid being hung you know that that um well, right. that scene um and i just remember well before we get to the actual death itself just touch on that i uh, remember you ricardo just being like indifferent to it, like you know why are we talking about this yeah. why should we care like whatever you know he's he's going at sh- he's trying well, to shock value but it's like Right. No, but I, as I say, the, the running running joke, the problem with people who just try shock value is that they want to live up to their own, you know, they own hype, unfortunately. No? And yeah, if I understand, you know, as I said, Joe Button warned them, no, you know, stop trying to be try hard, try hard. Uh, it will come back on you. And they have, a whole, they have a reason why it is that, you know, we live in this politically correct, you know, nice world right now. Because, yeah, yeah some real shit went down back in the days. Yeah, of <laughs> course. They have yeah. a reason why 90s fucking sucked. So. <laughs> I don't know. Of course, 90s but the, you know, I, I remember it was some really, really dark disturbing shit that went down in the nineties. So why does he would want to be this hard gangster thing? Yeah. Like look, I like gangster up on its face, you know, in in the in the oh when you're singing about hard shit and thing, but like when you actually had to think about the consequences of that, yeah, yeah. Give me open my eagle any day, right? You know. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I want to go to the future and, and have things be nicer. I mean, you can get into that debate of whether or not, you know, hip-hop can be politically correct. I think it can. Um, I think it needs to be. It does. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I mean, the whole... Like, I, I'll admit, I really like listening to some hard gangster shit already. Look, I love my Ghostface Killer. Even somebody like Cameron, I ain't mind listening to. But yeah, in the end of the day, if there's a trade-off, it ain't worth it. And yeah, from what I understand, you know, yeah, um, Tentacion was real in some bullshit now. And... Well, the person I had to watch that had to watch back is um this boy is sixty nine. Oh yes, Mister Mister Takashi. on that little crip, crip. Yeah, a little too much on that pyro shit right now. So yeah, you need to oh, chill out. Yeah, and, yeah. And so speaking, well, speaking of of six nine, um, well, as I said that you know even he you know put out a little IG video you know just you know a, a kind of rest in peace to X because you know well for right. one thing like yeah this this that really did shake up the rap world. I mean, not just for the millennials <sighs> out there, but, you know, for, well, for you people know, who call yeah, themselves yeah, real fans. Right, yeah. the guy, I know about shake up the rap world. I mean, the guy, why well, was never that impressed with him, frankly. I don't try to speak killer the dead or anything like that, but I, know, I was I never, he's, he's somebody that doesn't really take, take on or anything like that. And he, again, it was somebody like, well, guy, you're kind of on a bad trajectory right now, so you just chill out. No. He's not like a Kendrick Lamar or somebody big like that where, all right, if them dead, all right, that's a big deal. So I can't put him there. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, but that, well as, as I brought up that, well, this is this is the kind of interesting thing about his, his his death itself. Well, you know, well, before I get into that that point, we just had to talk about um, how he actually did die. Um, apparently, that, right. apparently, he was in Florida. Uh, he was uh, in this motorbike dealership, basically. You know, uh, just, you know, just looking for a bike, basically. Um, and then after leaving the dealership, Going back to his, right. uh, his vehicle, somebody tried to rob him, and you know, just well, that guy pulled out a gun, fired shots, and he died yeah. right there, right? Yeah. Um, and I got the news of this. Well, apparently, news was 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 leaked basically that um that he was in critical condition, but I was unaware of this. I right. mean, it was Monday, and I was working, and I just had stuff to do. But then, like yeah. close to six p.m., I got this message, and I was like. Man dead. Like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. And you know, just right. A bunch of videos came up. You know, a bunch of rest in peace stuff like that. Now, understand why you know, like, you know, in your case, you wouldn't really care for a guy like him. For for me, he kind of came off. He had talent, right? Um, but it was right. more leaning on the whole 
trap kind of emo vibe. You'll always be like, exactly. trying to be tuggish, you'll try to be hard, but at the same time, you'll be kind of like moaning as like, you know, I want to die and suicide and feeling sad and all that kind of stuff. But the right. shocking thing is, is that his fan base, is, that's what you have to think about it when it comes to his death. His fan base usually yeah. were, you know, you, you know, young people, they were millennials. So they somehow, right. I know we old farts wouldn't really understand, but the younger no, heads get, I, really, I, like, under, really related to his music. So, no, I get, one, I get all of that, you know. I, I get all of that because he, he did deal with a lot of emotional issues, depression. I get all of that, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know, y'all. I get the feeling that we could have, he could have dealt with that if he was just a more stable or healthy person. You know, that's the problem with stuff like this. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, not, you're not sure. Like, you, know, I, you keep saying millennials, but really it's Generation Z. Because we are oh, millennials. Right, right, right. I mean, well, he's yeah, he's yeah. kind of younger for the younger, that younger generation who's kind of post-millennial, I suppose. But... Mm. My attitude is that, yeah, a healthier person. But for one, understand he was going on the up and up and trying to fix all of his lot of shitter. So, yes, 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 you know, yes, yes. that in itself makes it, I suppose, more tragic yes. in that way. But, yeah, it's, it's one of them things. And, look, it had plenty, plenty of um, people. You know, Jadenia made a, a great tweet about it, um, the, the Nigerian-American singer. I know he is. Um, I know said, he is. Yeah. Classic man. Right, Come right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, he made the point about... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like is a you know is think of if Malcolm X got killed at twenty, right? Malcolm X was in a mess at twenty, and you look at you know he become this great thinker and whatnot, right? So yeah, it's like that. I mean, it's just the, the squandered potential and whatnot. But yeah, uh, as, yeah. As, it's sad. Yeah, you're, you're, it's sad. You're you're right, clean actually. up your life. But then yeah. they say make sure you have a window of opportunity to clean up your life as soon as possible. Um, yeah, you know, you know. You know um, but, well, as you bring up that, you know, because at at that age, twenty years old is like. There so young, yeah. so much he could have done in his 20s. Yeah, that's so young, just yeah. Just get snuffed out like that, you know, that's just unfortunate. Yeah. So let's get back to the music there for a bit, right? So um, I didn't really know about the guy until that song, Look At Me, yeah, Look At Me came right. out. And then his um, his first studio album, 17, came out last year. And right. you know, that, that got, like, critically trashed, well, at least from what I know. Um, you right. know, a lot, of, a lot of, like, my favorite YouTube music, you know, critics kind of didn't really care Thanks, for the yeah. album as much but then this year he brought out one called question mark like literally that's the title right and here yeah. is all it was more like he was just trying things out trying different styles you know he even tried a little rock a little reggaeton just different things yeah. just stuff that was in his head and i actually listened to to that one that one that came out this year and i was telling myself okay while i personally did not care for the album i just kind of walked out of it like you know whatever it was just kind of this all over the place and you know just you know feel pity for me you know even though there were all these cases about you know the domestic violence stuff that i didn't even know about until like probably around the time when the video for for look at me came out right i didn't even know about yeah, that yeah. Stuff until then and that that legit shocked me right you know there was there was little nuggets of potential that the man it's it's literally if the man was just able to focus on just seeing what it is he had to say really expressing right. himself without being like well it's the tone is the way how i'm singing or is the way i'm rapping here feel the pain in my voice that kind of stuff like literally focus on idea and really right. develop on it because that was the problem with this album here it was just a bunch of snippets of songs just a snippets of ideas but they were just all over the place now right after the death no i i learned about the whole thing about him trying to clean himself up and that just add this extra yeah. layer of just how unfortunate this whole situation was 
and you know just the videos that came out you know yeah, a bunch of yeah. people talking about how his music and um impacted them you know it is really 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 hit me no, really right. struck me like how his music was able to do that regardless of the fact of the stuff that he was in over the past like you know four or five years or whatever like that and you know at the end of the day yeah. you know you know there will be those detractors out there that will say well why are we putting this guy on this high pedestal because he got shot i mean yes it's unfortunate but look at all the things he did you know he beat up on his pregnant girlfriend well no i mean I, yeah again it's, it's, it's have, typical yeah. my 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 attitude is 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 in a way it was before and if it were warned before and that's my student is that like okay so like, like you know we could have, people did the same thing that we began to back when they they got killed of course um, yeah, yeah. you know you know look at the violent music and look at the blah 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 blah, blah, blah. gangsters and blah blah, 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 blah. but that's, that's my, my thing is that they had they were the the, the warning they were the, the that warning at the time so yes yes that, that's what joe button joe button was kind of telling them that some some long times like look all the young rappers yeah, there's no reason to try to cater to some level of violence because rap went through that already you don't need to come back to that yeah. Um, that's why I thought that's how I interpret what you say. Yeah, most importantly, you don't have to follow this um this trajectory just because it's popular. Like you not from the street, maybe exactly. you're not from the street, you're not doing that. Well, at least in the next case he was in jail because of, you know, just shit that he did. But still, you don't have to rap about it right. if you don't live that life, right? But yeah, continue. Yeah. Right, and, and that that's my attitude for a lot of this um this behavior. It's like, wait, you still on this and you're still doing this i mean 2018 is like like i'm not expecting you to to rap rap this rhyme thing or whatever it is and that's not what i'll say it right agree you it, what, exactly whatever it is and it's not your music necessarily but it's your life as a person yes you had to yes, clean yes, up yes. your life and you had, you had a lot of interest and you had a lot of problems um yeah, he's he, very he unstable did, he did, yeah uh, that person needed help and right and he you know he got in you know as i say the, the problem is that it's not it's not you have consequences to your behavior even if you try to clean up now it's yeah. not some video game where you can just get an extra restart. You know, the, the computer don't, don't remember you, you know, killing how much versions of themselves before yeah. it's people. Lives, yeah. lives continue for it. And, and, then, and, and yeah. then, well, most importantly, you know, even though, and, you know, I, I, I kind of feel bad for saying this, but it is true when you think about it, you could try to change up your life as much as you want to, but still, those, the sins of your past are still gonna, gonna, gonna linger on. They're still gonna stay. Yeah. Unless you really do something genuine to, 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 you know, just so well wisen up, you know, change yourself really from the ground up. Um, it's a shame that he can't really do that now. You know, he had he could have done yeah, that. Yeah, it's unrealistic. But you know, maybe he yeah. might have just slipped back into his old ways. Who knows? We can't really say right now. We don't know. I we mean, whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't write off. I don't write off people or anything like that. But yeah, it was. It's really sad and unfortunate. Um, he's a person that I'll admit. I mean, I suppose he never impacted the world in any major. But he had his fan base, so yes, I yes, can't yes. deny that um, at all. Yeah. And I, that's, from, that's what I get from here with that. Like, I, I really don't like, think about it in any major way, unfortunately. Um, right. I didn't expect him to die. Like, I was really shocked that, oh, he died. I was like, oh, shit. You know, you know um, as, as I say that, the, the weird thing about it now is that you, the, the, like, the, because of the subject matter of his music, you, I, I, was, I could have sweared that he might eventually like, just kill himself in a... And that would have been or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that, that, be... Well, like, yeah, I remember somebody Robert. somebody pointed out somebody pointed out um, he had a, a, um, a Instagram post that that um, they talked about him, him cleaning himself up and saying you know think of the future and whatnot. And a lot of people was like really impacted by that. Yeah, um, yeah. I wanted you know, and so stuff like that. I mean, you know, is the potential not seen? Like I, I really didn't know. Him say is yet can't say what you don't do ultimately now, but yeah, some yeah, signs that, of, of 
there, there was there was light at the end of that tunnel, and well, unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to get there. Yeah. Um, sadly. Yeah. Um, that's know, about it. Um, but but this last thing I'll say. All in all, though, um, I do hope that his fan base um, will f- will be inspired by the stuff that he that he did. You know, learn to express themselves right. and their feelings through music or whatever art they have. But also not to follow on that same path that. Um, that that X did, you know, it, and it's you know it's ironic that we keep seeing X did similar to like DMX himself, you know, him being this yeah kind yeah of that, that was thinking an individual who suffers and goes through all that because he doesn't want his fan base or the people who really care about him to do the same thing, you know. So um, I don't know if this would have been the part that XXX Tentacio would have would have go um, would have gone along, but um, I really do hope that the fan base itself will just actually, like I say, just better themselves you know i mean learn from learn from the mistakes that that this guy did you know and just really try to be better individuals you know i mean not just follow on this whole kind of path of darkness just because you know x did it you know i mean that kind of stuff really be more conscious of their lives and the decisions that they make that and yeah Yeah. that's all i had to say before i get all preachy and whatnot right (laughs) but yeah all in all though um rest in peace to to xxx tentacion um you i mean you did manage to, to to create a fa- to have your own fan base and that's just through soundcloud so that's that's amazing right there so you know you have your fan base they're gonna you know listen to your music for years to come and yeah, not much more i could say about that so on to some happy stuff uh we got the first trailer yeah. for creed 2 which i think at the moment is um number 42 on trending and my god this 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 trailer i'm excited by for one thing yeah, pretty bad, losing kendrick's dna that rhythmic that I, yeah. I got I got I got I got that rhythmic you know yeah. um, timing it love that um, but just the premise yeah. alone him I mean Adonis Creed squaring off against Ivan Drago's son Jen. And, right well, okay, so really here's what I want uh, I would like I'll, yeah I would love to, what I would love is he, is for him to um, is for them to play play nostalgia because there's an epic line about Ivan Drago in that movie uh I love to hear stuff like that, but yeah, the great trailer. Um, yeah, the reference to Ivan Drago, at least his son or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I really want to see what they're gonna do with this to make it work. Um, because you know, again, Creed Four, uh, sorry, Rocky Four was you know, one of the sillier Rocky movies. It, it so, was. I had you know, one of the best, the first, actually the best trailer montage I've ever seen in my life. It's so right. et, so incredible. But the, the first, but the first, um. Yeah, but the first, the first uh, Creed did a good job of inverting the silliness of the eighties by making a paradigm of of the dark aspects of the eighties, which is well the the war on drugs and you know the you know the foster child system. Yes, yes. You know uh, Creed's mother in particular, what happened to her and what was going on with there, and so I would love to see what they do with this and how to spin it now. And especially if they have Drago, who is his son, is his protege, who it is. Yeah, sure, they're gonna do with it. I'm, so I'm, it is I'm interesting in that because, like I was about right. to say, um, is how they're gonna make this thing personal. Because I mean, for one thing, it's the son of the guy who killed your father back in Rocky Four. So, uh, what would have, what would Ivan right. Drago's son, what would he have done to kind of spark this kind of rage inside of you to, you know, square off with him in the ring there? So that's why I'm curious to see how they're right. gonna play that out. But um, other than that, though, I am just excited to see this. Um, and that, well. I hope that um, 
we get the same emotional feels that we got with, with the first Creed. Like I say, um, that, that movie brought me close to tears in a very good way. Um, I hope we get the same solid acting, not just from Michael B. Jordan, but um, Sylvester Stallone. Maybe he might win Oscar or probably get an Oscar nom for this one. Not too sure. Well, that is a problem with this one is that, um, you know, the one of the reasons why Creed uh, set up itself so well was the surprise you got with Rocky now. You don't expect them to hit you with a Rocky arc one time. Now. You thought it would just be Creed and Rocky would have been in the background somewhere trading them, you yeah. know, for a little bullshit. Now. And they're like, no, they give Rocky a full arc. Um, and it was great. Um, so it's stuff like that I, I really hyped for. Yeah, and, and speaking of Rocky himself, I'm curious to see where his story is going to go next because... I mean, with Adonis, exactly. he has, he has, well, his, um, well, he has a, a daughter, oh, sorry, he has a, he has a child now, I mean, with um, Tessa Thompson. Good for him, well done. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, it's like a parallel to, um, you know, to Rocky and Adrian and all that kind of stuff. So, right. I don't want to see Rocky just be this whole, this, sorry, this old, sullen guy who just like going by. Well, that's, um, that's thing I really worried, I really worried. Yeah. The same thing that we saw in, in the first Creed movie, that's what I'm saying. Right. No, I, I genuinely worried about what they're going to do with it. Like, I, I hear him as a character and how they're going to make that work. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just worried about how they're going to make the character. I really hope this lives up to the first one. Yes, um, I think, absolutely. well, Michael yeah. B. I'm sorry, not Michael B. Joe. We call him um, uh, Black Panther director. Oh, um, he's not yeah, directing yeah, he, anymore. He's not directing uh, Which, I mean, if he, if he has part of it, like, I don't know, maybe a writing or producing stints or something. Right. I'm also very be. worried about that as well as a fact yeah so i mean i, I hyped but i'm not too too hyped because of certain little extraneous factors right. uh, given Understood, the script yeah. and the trailer but it's a great trailer yeah um, is, no doubt for sure for sure but i think because of the standards that um that creed set with the first movie um exactly you you you, you can only go no nowhere but up but um unfortunately as i have been at that as I've been reminded time and time again, just because your first movie to be so great doesn't mean that your sequel is gonna um, gonna excel. Right? That's right, exactly. That's, that's the unfortunate. And I just think the first, it could, you know, usually sequels could end up doing that. Where it could undermine the first movie in some way. Now, that I saw a worry. You know, Creed, Creed is a kick-ass movie for me, and I, yeah, yeah, I was really, I, you know, I love that movie. Yeah, disappointed. I would be really disappointed if the second movie does something that will like undermine that first movie. Now. Yeah, Whoever, we'll I, I really, really hope that I really hope that they just stick with that with that quality. But anyway, when when that movie comes out, I think it's in November. Well, we we'll see for sure. All right, so um, moving away from YouTube for a bit, now we're gonna get to TV. Well, um, before we actually well, get quick, to TV, quick, quick mention point. Quick mention point we were talking about before. Um, YouTube, not YouTube so much as this. Uh, this thing had a IG Instagram. Instagram had it first. Instagram had the first um, launch. Oh, oh, right. Um, you talk about the IG video thing. IGTV, yeah. IGTV, um, yes. One of my Facebook colleagues actually used it. Um, I actually saw it work. I was like, all right, this is, yeah. this is cool, but because yeah, I, I know IG. I put it up as well. I, I started using like, it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what do you yeah, do with it? I, I put up a video as well just to test it. Um, right. Just a test. Uh, just see how it works and whatever it is. It's cool. Um, um, can, well, that's about it. Yeah. Quest, all right, so dumb question. You could shoot live. You could just shoot clips, or is it that you have like a limit to how much you could record? Right, anything. You could just pretty much shoot. You have to shoot. I think once you shoot a video, I think above fifteen seconds or between. Well, for for me at least fifteen seconds. Um, or fifteen between fifteen seconds. I think fifteen minutes or something like that. I figure it is. But you have to shoot a just a quick video. Um, the one of the big issues is that it shoots in portraits, which is weird. 
Um, that sucks. But I still just excited that well, yeah, that kind of dumb. Uh, they had to fix that, and they that's pretty much it. And then they just basically wanted to do a uh, um, yeah, just a quick video and I said, and but everybody just doing the videos. Everybody started it, and yeah, basically it's competition for YouTube. So you know, I was I kind of glad that you do have some competition going forward. For yeah. understand you could get up to a video, which is a big sell for it. Not actually could put out a lot of content because most big videos are twenty minutes, forty minutes at most. You don't really have anything going too too long. Um, beyond an hour anyway, on average. Um, so so I'd like to see what it go, go go through with that. Unless you have like very long lectures or something like that. Hmm. Um, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, I, I just excited because I'm really glad that YouTube gained some competition and have a actual. So to see people jump on it, I hope people jump on it and do something good. We'll well, find out. Well, who knows? Maybe I might do a little jumping on my own. Actually, do some some video reviews there because um, like for one thing, yeah, there's the status up which I like. But the thing is, you only have like um, two short. seconds up to a minute to actually see what it is. Yeah, that was shit. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's just too like little time for me to see what I have to see. Because, I mean, if, if it's just like a fresh thought in your mind, like, okay, this is how I feel at the moment about a particular movie, and if if you want to hear the full thoughts of it, just check me out at X, Y, or whatever it is. That's, what I, that's usually how I use it, right? Um, well, even though I use okay. it rarely, but whatever. Um, but, you know, just be able to see what you have to see in a minute is, is impossible for me, unfortunately, right? But um, I'll look into this IGTV thing, see how I could, you know... Yeah, it's cool. Use it, you know, maybe to to put myself out there. Because you know, I don't think I'm not, I'm not sure if you could shoot live video. I'm not sure if you could shoot live video because how it was working for me, I just record something and then pick up whatever recorded videos I had on my phone. Okay. Um, that's about it. So I don't think it's live live video necessarily. You'll just pick up recorded video and just pick it up like about I don't know within a, a five minutes or so. It can be instant instant. Right. Um, but it took a, it took a little while. But these guys for me because I don't know if that is a part of the problem if. Uh, they call it but like if it, it take longer in Trinidad or whatever that, that actually is a is a another factor we should think about too eh? you know where we are located at the moment normal bullshit yeah yeah <sighs> all right so um with all right so moving along now so in today's episode of BSB Tambili uh we will be talking about um two tv shows well two seasons actually um, and two movies. Yeah. Uh, so the TV shows we'll be talking about is season three of Supergirl. It will just be like this overview of the, the show itself. Uh, we will go right. a little in-depth into the second season of Luke Cage. Boy, we have a lot of great things to talk about that yeah. season in particular, but we'll get to that soon enough. Also, um, the latest uh, Warner DC animated film. Unfortunately, I didn't get around to yeah. seeing it, but... Um, because I was busy watching Luke Cage, I'll admit, whatever. Um, but you checked out the death of Superman, um, so you could share your yes. thoughts on that. And last but not least, we have to talk about one of the most highly anticipated sequels of the, you know, yeah, just of the summer quotes. period of 2018. Jurassic World Boy, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. King. Fallen yeah. Kingdom. I'm going to stress on that word, Fallen, yeah. when I get there, boy. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, so first things first, let me just jump into season three of uh, of Supergirl. Um, basically, all right, if I could just jump into like the actual review of it, I would say that similar to season four of Flash, um, this is a, a step down from, um, from um, both season one and two of, of, of Supergirl, in my opinion. Um, okay, mainly... I yeah, right. I I actually disagree. Um, I actually like this more than season two. Uh, personally, but right. yeah, go ahead now. Yeah, um, mainly because I don't know. It's just like it starts off. It it starts off strong enough, 
um, in- introducing this new villain called Rain. Um, and I love the mid-season yeah. finale where you know Supergirl and Rain square off that ass whooping that that Supergirl collects is just epic. It's just like God yeah, damn right. Um, but after that moment, um, and this is just one of my biggest gripes with the season here. It kind of felt like it was just losing focus. Like, okay, we need to have Rain be in focus, but we're not too sure exactly what to do with her. So we gotta bring in this this subplot with Lena Luther trying to treat her, right. and she doing this because she wants to. She wants to, you know, free the the, the woman inside of her. And then of course, well, her daughter right. Ruby, and you know, it's just all this stuff going on there. And then um, this other subplot now with um, with Supergirl really being worried about Lena Luthor's access to Krypton, um, sorry, to Kryptonite, basically. Kryptonite, yeah. Creating her own Kryptonite or something like that. And, you know, well, yes, we do get to see, um, you know, the, well, the Legion, uh, we see Brainiac, who I thought was a pretty cool character. Um, uh, Monel yeah. comes back, I thought that was a really nice touch, what they do here, where he has moved on, he has married, um, well, he, he, I forgot the, the, the girl's name, but he is married now. It's but, supposed to be, I forget, I forget the character. I forget her name. It's supposed to be Saturn Girl, essentially. Right, Saturn But she has gravity Saturn boy's Gilles. powers. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. but she has gravity boy's powers. Yeah, so oh, it was whatever. It's fine. So is it a, a character they create for the show? Or they just... No, no, no. It's a character. That, that is a Legion character. It's just um, they, they give out different power set. Okay. Right. That's because I'm not, uh, uh, you know, not too knowledgeable about the Legion. Right. So, yeah. Um, right. So, so I like that love triangle kind of thing. Can we be friends? Can we be more than friends? Kind of stuff going on there. Um, they also brought in this. Uh, well, one of the better um, subplots, basically, with um, with the director um, and his. Uh, well, sorry, well, the Martian Manhunter, basically, his dad shows up. He's played by Kyle Lumley. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Who's a Martian Manhunter? The cartoon. Yes, yes. From you know, Justice yeah. League and Justice League Unlimited. At first, I was a little kind of like not too sure where they were going with it because. They had this thing where he was um, he was going senile basically, and it's like he said, just be a little bit right. more more annoying to be around. But then eventually, when you learn that okay, he will eventually die, that's when it really added you know this emotional gravitas to everything there. And You're just right. mainly before before we get to your thoughts on it, um, so I don't know. Just remembering now, season two, I kind of had a kind of double back now. Um, season two being the thing with um, where, where we had a. Um, Oh gosh, where we had well, Kevin Sobo and we had Terry Hatcher's character. Right. Okay, right. yes, there yeah. were some sloppy moments here there. Right, understood. But this one here, because I think it's because of the the gapner, because the the um after the mid season finale, um it just kinda stopped and we got the full season basically of Black Lightning. Or Black and Lightning. Afterwards it just kinda picked back yeah. up and it was just, Oh well, what do we do with Rain? And now we have these other um these other, you know, evil you know, Kryptonian witches and whatnot. We have pestilence right. and all that kind of stuff. And you know, what do we do with them? We wipe them out, and then they go, and then they come back, and then it's just not. You know, it's just kind of like not really yeah, what to do with the with the villains in the show. And it just bring up more villains. So now you have this this uh, episode where uh, Monel and and Supergirl, well, Kara. I keep seeing Supergirl a lot, but Kara goes to home planet. She meets um, she meets her mom, who is played by Erica Durant. You know who you know as um right. as um oh gosh I was about uh, as a uh, Louis Lane Louis Lane from from um, Smallville Smallville so, yeah, yeah. So yeah nice little thing there but then it has this like little coven of witches there they're trying to resurrect Rain and you know it's just all these reasons to bring back Rain and it's almost like they just have to fill up this twenty three episode Gapner you know what I mean season so, yeah yeah, yeah so I get that, they just yeah. had to bring her back and then we go on and bring her back then she go on. 
and that really right. brought it down to me. However, though, however, um, the season finale, I was you know satisfied by. I, I really enjoyed. I really was satisfied by the way how they ended things off, especially with you know just spl- um, planting seeds basically for the new season. Uh, for one thing, right. you know with um, uh, with. Kara's adopted sister basically being the head of the DEO now. Um, right, you know, right. So they had um, John leave here. Yeah. yeah, John leave. You know, he stepped down. I thought that was a, like a great touch there. Um, Wynn's character arc kind of caught me completely by surprise. You know, him apparently being this really intelligent, well, the smart intellect there, this well, certain level intellect. Yeah, he's Toyman's he's toy son. So that's yes. why I accept him being that smart because Toyman's obviously one of the smartest humans in the DC universe anyway. Yes, and, so and like, on, on the cool. subject of that, he even had this episode about um, about his mother, basically, you know, trying to to fill the shoes of Toy Man, which you know it, it was it was what it was, right? Um, That's silly, but yeah. yeah, but um, the way how his character arc, you know, um, ended in this season here, where he basically joins the Legion, uh, that that caught me completely by surprise. Right. and I thought that was a nice touch, you know, just you know, character growth. I, I thought that was great. Um, you know, with with Kara as well to being able to you know finally move on from Monel, I thought that was a nice touch as well. But it's the last you know minute of the of the uh, of the episode that that really surprised right. me. Where yeah, it's almost it, it is clearly that they are going to be referencing Superman Red Sun in this new season. And I think uh, well, right. I think this is one of your favorite um one of your favorite um Superman right. I didn't I when I when I actually watched that I didn't think of Superman Red Sun at all. I was thinking um. The Supergirl Matrix. Okay, I was, I was looking at the location, you know, Siberian, whatever, right? Right, I know a lot of people could, but I didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I was just thinking Supergirl Matrix. So if anybody knows who Supergirl Matrix is, basically it's a version of Supergirl who's a robot from another dimension or a pocket dimension. It's a weird thing. But basically she was created by Alexander Luto in the alternate universe. So in this, it's implied that she was created by Lena Luto. Yes. Because yes. Lena Luto was playing with the, the rock when she before she gave on her. Yes. And then she mentioned to Tess Marker, um, we begin in phase two. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, that's kinda interesting on its own. So when they see the clone, I was like, all right, well it's, it's Matrix is basically um that character now because she was created like from it she was like a morphin power. She weird. It's a weird dumb comic thing. But okay. I was like, okay, they're going with this in the third season. And then when you mentioned that, but I saw that as an article. That's the reason I was thinking of Red Sun with that. But yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where they're going to go with that. Because what, Supergirls are communists now? Or are they going to do the Trump-Russia scandal? In- <laughs> 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 uh, there's no way they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, so that, that's about it. I mean, yeah. I didn't think about the... I didn't think about that when seeing it. But yeah, the, when when I saw an article about it mentioning it, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, but but your, your your thoughts on, on this on this um, season three? Right. I actually prefer this over season two. Season two felt really flat for me. Uh, mostly because Terry Hatcher was just terrible in that season for me. Oh, like, yeah, oh, that's what you're I don't know oh, she was even, even um, like the last two episodes where she had a square off against um which has square yeah, off against Supergirl and you know her trying to talk tough. It it was it was painful to watch, I would admit. Kevin yeah, Sobo whole, though, I mean Kevin Sobo did his best. I'll, I'll give him that Kevin Sobo. Right. Do you think? Do you think? Right, no, but the old Daxamite, Daxamite thing, I was like, ah, that is, that we're going with this, that's kind of lame. I couldn't get into it anywhere near as much as 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 other people doing, and I, I was like, yeah, this is a totally terrible season. And then I, I think I really, really hated it because of, um, what do you call him, boy? Um, uh, oh, your boy, your boy, Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy oh. as, um, as Guardian. <laughs> as is always say, Jimmy, any bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy as Guardian was I, I, like this. I kind of played off against here, but oh yeah. Well, on, on the right, show, what do you think about 
Jimmy slash Guardian in, in season three of this. Right. I, I thought they handled that a little better. It was still dumb, but they, they wrap it up and then they say, okay, everybody find out he's Guardian eventually. And I get the feeling that they're going to have him focus on um, him, his relationship with Lena. Uh, because I think I think that that working for what for what it is now. Yeah, um, I don't have a big issue with that. Them being being a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, and because the thing, here's the thing, with the, here's the thing with the Supergirl show. I'm gonna straight up say it. Everything in the Super Supergirl show is disposable except for Supergirl herself, as in the actors and the actresses and the characters. Yes, yeah. You can interchange anything with anything, and it goes work. Like okay, I like Marshall Manhunter. I like the actor who plays Marshall Manhunter, but he can leave the show. Like yeah. I like what they're doing all that myth building and world building with him. But he could still leave the show. Same thing with the with the with the, with the I'm sorry with the with the adopted sister. Yes, yeah, yeah. Her. She could leave. Um, so, right. Subplot with Jimmy her. Could leave. And, um, Jimmy could leave. Yeah, subplot with her and, and Ruby, which I thought was nice as well. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Right. And, and just to touch on Ruby for a bit though, uh, whoever plays her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There, 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 there's some moments where like when she deliver lines and it just sound real cringy. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember like the early, and it was like one scene where, like where uh, her mother was was um being was better than uh, she's being treated by by Lena, and Lena was just doing one of those emotional speeches and talking about well you know your 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 mother your mother's a badass and you know and then she said yeah my mom's right, a right. badass I was like uh, yeah yeah she was no, she was bad no. <laughs> she was pretty bad um another thing that was really fucking obnoxious with the season okay so look I you know you know you know I don't like secret identity bullshit. But the idea that Lena, Lena hasn't figured out Kara Supergirl is completely oh, ridiculous. What? Like, that's beyond ridiculous. I mean, look, how, I have no problem with... How is with, that possible, though? Look, like, the like secret identity thing like, that is barely tolerated, but this was ridiculous. Like, literally, there's one episode, right? Sorry to cut here. There's one episode, where, this is where um where Kara was, was conf- where Kara confronted Lena, talking about the whole, you know, Krypton, Krypt, um, Krypt, um, Kryptonite stuff now. And then literally right. the next scene is is her both of them in Katko in the elevator and Lena talk about how she don't trust Superkill. And they're right yeah, in front of each other like wait, I was thinking, on it? I was thinking Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, well, is because Lena um, figure she out, but Lena just bullshit in China. And I was actually kind of I was thinking that as well. Right. They never, nah, they nothing. They never brought that up in the end. Like that would have been a nice touch if it was like, Oh right. well, yeah, I, I didn't know all the time though. Wink, haha, you know? Right. Right. I don't mind something like that because, you know, Lena, Lena smart and can I even, right? So you, you, you play it now. And his car is the dotish one. So I get that. But this was nonsense, man. Really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, other things. What's the other things? All right. So Marshall Manhunter, I didn't mind. Windsock, I didn't mind. I'm glad that they bring in Brainy in because that guy is kind of cool in my opinion. Yeah, All I hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated, 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 hated his outfit as Brainiac. That is one of the worst makeup and costume designs I've seen in a long time. Jeez, we're uh, glad yeah. they wrapped that shit up. Although they, they did have a nice shot or shot setting where he would switch from that blue face to the to the normal, you know, uh, makeup. Well, the normal skin tone. There, right. there, was, there was one scene where right. it just does that transition. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, the makeup was like, right. yeah, y'all, y'all could have yeah. think this up a little bit better though. I mean, just say it. Yeah, those are true shots. I'm trying to think of something else. So I was thinking of, boy. Um, right, Lena. Right. Oh, Rain herself. I thought she was a pretty good villain. Um, yes, 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 one thing yes. I didn't care for. Yeah, one well, thing well, I didn't care for. Actress, sorry, the actress. Uh, um, the actress who plays. Right. Her. I actually prefer her. I actually like right. how she plays the bad guy. That 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 was great. Like her being normal, you know, being the, the you know the the mother that cares for daughter. That was nice. But I I actually more prefer when she plays Rain. Though. I think that's when she really shines. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Actually, one, one thing I don't care for, I remember, coming on in the season, when you saw her with all the mask, I was like, yeah, but she looking better with all the mask. Like, she, they should have, like, I find the mask a little too goofy. They could have, could have just have her with the, with the eyeshadow, yeah. and that would have been fine. Um, stuff like that. Um, nothing major to complain about the season. For me, it, just, it, was, it was admittedly clumsily written, because they had to justify who was doing what, and then eventually they got to the whole Kryptonian space, which is stuff. And who was the villain, I didn't mind that, but they could have do more with it now. Yeah. Um, oh, as you say that, as I you say that, before I forget, um, there was, as you talk about villains, um, the, the guy who was helping out the Kryptonian witches, and there was this episode oh, that where was annoying as hell, the, the kind of cult, you're right, with that one guild, right. yeah, that guild was annoying as hell, but yeah, I felt, I felt yeah. that didn't work, like he was just unnecessary, and even, they even play it off like right. that, like yeah, we, we get what you want, so, let me just kill him, bye, nobody cares, you know what Right, yeah. and well, he helped them out in the end then, um, I'm glad that they did the whole Superman around the world thing at the end because with the time travel, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, Superman I, I was we'll in Madagascar get... or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but the, the whole the whole spinning around the world thing in Superman seventy eight. No? Yes. They, they yes, kind of yes. did some like that with the time travel in this. Um, I didn't mind that. That was okay. Um, well, well, well. Something slipped in my mind with the Supergirl, but whatever. Um, overall, the season wasn't the worst thing in the world, but yeah, it was a mess, and they could they could have write this better. Mostly because of just how clumsy a lot of this stuff was. But the Bashan Man and the stuff was good. He and his dad, I, I thought all of that was great. Um, Supergirl herself, all right, uh, here's the point I wanted to make. The problem is that Supergirl herself, they're trying to do the relationship thing, and none of that shit working. She has no chemistry with anyone. And it's not like yeah, she coming across, oh, she might be a lesbian or anything like that. And, like, the character is straight up asexual in this, though. Like, yeah, at no yeah. point you're getting any kind of... You're getting any kind of um, charisma or any kind of chemistry with anybody. Every one of our relationships in the show just fallen flat. She's terrible with um <laughs> with she terrible with Monel. She she terrible with um with when she was with Jimmy. She had a little thing with Cat Cat Grant's son. I thought they'd do something with he. Um nothing. And yeah, yeah overall it's just a, a general a general like milieu for me with her. You know? Yeah. She just don't work. She not in any kind of workable way, you know? I think she's right. cute. No, I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind having her be. I don't have, mind having her be just super girl, like the super girl stuff. But just drop the car having a life crap. That don't work at all. None of it works. Um, I don't know what they had to do, but they had to make her become more super girl than anything. And like that, in my opinion. Um, right, but right. whatever. We go see, and they need to really lean into the to the super girl stuff instead of the human relationship stuff now. Minimize yeah. that and then keep her as a super person. And oh, and all right. And then the last point I wanted to make. Uh, well, um. We call her Erica Durant is looking like a snack in her, her red outfit. I like that. That look good. <laughs> in the ending. All right, yeah. all right good. That's it. Yeah. Right, that about it. Um, as, as you mentioned, the whole relationship thing too. Uh, I'll, I'll confess, right? So when that episode where Monel um, and and Kara went back to the planet and met well met Kara's mom and all that kind of stuff, there is a moment yeah. like like scenes with with the two of them together where. The, the story literally yeah. stops and it's just like them walking through some kind of like garden or vineyard or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I remember and that. it's like, y'all yeah. just stop to have these two characters walk in white and contemplate whether they should be a couple. Like, come on. Like, the man already have a, a best looking no. wife already. Like, yeah, don't yeah. just be friends already. I mean, come on. Why why y'all this right, exactly. for this cheesy, cheesy crap? Now? I mean, come on. And it would, be, it would be a problem even if they had chemistry. If they had chemistry... It'll still be a problem, but they have no chemistry, so it's like it add on. Yeah, like, well, but, but I won't lie. Monel is like really trying to come up like he he in love with Chibi, but she's just be like, yeah, nah, yeah, well, I know, but but I'm super girl. Yeah, 
Right. But you know, yeah, they just need to work on that that chemistry angle stuff. I mean, I still like her as actor. Right, no, of course. But uh, uh, they had to get they should drop the whole relationship angle. Don't give her no relationships. Just have her be Supergirl. Forget that shit. Yeah. It, it didn't work with anybody. They try like four or five different versions of that and it didn't work. So like, drop it. Yeah. Just drop. It. Yeah. So that's about that. Um, yeah. yeah. Overall, the season wasn't that bad for me. Um, it, I, I actually like it more than Flash season four. Um, personally, um, not as good as Legends, but and well, I do watch Arrow. Well, <laughs> so. at least it was less convoluted than, than season four of Flash. Right? Yeah, Flash was a mess. Right? It was Jeez, just like. so much things going on in Flash, but it was ridiculous. Like, did we need the whole thing with Gypsy's father? Just saying, we didn't need that. No, I don't mind. I don't mind that. You know, my thing is that they should have. I don't mind that. You know, my thing is they should have just sussed that fella. Um, we call him Tinker. Oh, yeah, properly, Tinker. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, that's what they needed to do. Like, I didn't mind any of that. You know, like Gypsy dad was just one episode. Nobody cared about that. And I, Ooh, and I was kind of interested in. Show up with like two or three episodes. Right, but I don't really mind any of that because it's like, well, in my opinion, you need to explore the um the multiverse anyway. So I, I thought they would have teased something like that now, maybe. <clears throat> right. But that's about it. Whoever. Yeah. Um, rating wise for me, I'll give this a light three out of five. It, it was alright. It was alright. It was alright. If if you same thing. If, if you really enjoy the Supergirl series, and you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy this one for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, well, next season I just hope that we do get a stronger villain. Stronger writing right. and stronger character yes. growth and build up. I think that's where really agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, have a yeah. villain, they hype it up a lot, but they just don't know what to do with the villain. And then we just have all these yeah. side villains come up and pop up and be like, Oh, we have to bring back the real villain, and then all these subplots right, that that should, yeah. everywhere. They just need to, to really focus on just the storytelling, yeah. And I mean, right. you know. I- uh, you know, CWCG aside, you know, it's just it just need to pick up on on the storytelling. That that's that's really what yeah. what what makes the Supergirl show good. You know, regardless of the right. so so CG anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. My I, I generally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I give it a six out of ten as well. Um, my attitude is they need to lean into the law more. Don't waste your time trying to do the personal stuff. Like I I don't mind you doing. They do a lot of personal stuff on and a lot of social justice stuff. All that's fine by my by me, but you have to know what to do with it now. Like they had a gun, a gun. They had a gun control episode and it was fucking terrible. Like jeez, boy. Like just out of the blue, I, we 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 can't have guns nonsense. here anymore. So now we have to boy? come with better meat. I was like, are they serious with this? Are they actually gonna do this here, boy? No, boy. Like look, I know big gun, not a gun fan, but like. Yeah, they handle our material properly, though. No, but that, but that was dude, a mess. That 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 episode was dull, but like I had a scene where Jimmy and 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 Win had to go by this 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 guy who owns his gun, this gun factory thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a big gun debate. What, what, what is going? Serious, what, what going on here with this? Yeah. I don't understand. Now that was but, yeah. total nonsense. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't hate the season, but they could have do more with it. But whatever. As I say, leading into the comic book stuff is one of the reasons why the Flash works so well. You just lean into the comic book stuff. Um, don't get people to give a shit about the personal issues. That a lot of that wrap up anyway, and then where do work, do work. Yeah. And then just go forward with that. I, I don't really hate any of this, but they need to, to, to do more with the material going forward. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so sticking with uh, with DC Comics and 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 Warner for a while. Um, now we're gonna jump into a movie that unfortunately didn't get around the scene called The Death right. of Superman. Uh, which is yep. scheduled for a release on home media. I think it's sometime early, yep. if not if not this month. If it hasn't been if it hasn't been out already, then I am assuming it's early next month. But um, Ricardo, right. you, you saw it, so uh, feel free to let me know how it went down. 
I thought this was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was actually aight, quite good. Aight, aight, aight. Yeah. Um, okay. So roughly ten years ago, they did a Death of Superman story, which was really stupid. Superman uh, that Doomsday. was um, Superman Doomsday, and yeah, it was which, which total I saw nonsense. Once and I forgot about it. Like yeah. nothing about that show. I remember to be honest. Yeah, it was total shippiness. And uh, why he hated about it is like, well, why didn't do this and why didn't do that and they could have do this and it was just a, a pure a, a very poor facsimile of the original comic like look i don't like that superman as a comic but it have things in that i really like and in this they actually handle it really really well they had the justice league come together they had um basically it feels like a follow-up to um the aquaman movie that came out and and then um and superman when they deal with um with dark side right this was the justice league um i forget what the justice league movie where they found dark side on earth for uh, the name of it. I can't remember neither. And then they, they had a follow-up with Aquaman in it. Um, yeah. And that was pretty much that is so it's that same that same new fifty two universe now. Right. Um but they made this they made this work. I thought this was this was really well done. They told Superman's story, they made it about Clark and his arc, um, and his relationship with humanity. They had his relationship with Lois, which I thought was great. Um uh voice acting I didn't well, it's not the voice acting was bad, it's just I didn't really care for um Clark's voice or the voice actor now. Yeah, you know, I'm a big is, Tim, um, Tim Jerry Daly. O'Connell of all people, like Jerry O'Connell. That's, right, right. That's, and, uh, that's uh, the best uh, actor you know, could get, mate. Really? No disrespect yeah, to him, but I mean, Jerry I'm O'Connell. Because uh, it's no secret, I'm a big DCAU stan. So, you know, Tim Daly is my Superman. That guy's my big voice of Superman, period. Right. Um, right. Yeah, don't really come good for me to forget about Tim Daly. Yeah. And yeah, this guy, he, he wasn't, I don't think he, he did a good job, um, frankly. Not, not a bad job, just forgettable i was on the, uh, the first thing i noticed in the superman but right, like the, but, the but, design but, is but, dumb, but dumb question about the voice he does have a superman-esque sounding voice so it just sounds no, it's fine it's, it's, a, it's fine it's just he don't bring anything particularly special to the table as a superman voice okay and yeah, not particularly you know superman has to come across humble and commanding at the same time now but you don't you don't get it at all it's just just a guy voicing a guy that it doesn't feel like anything in my I opinion see, uh, me, me, me right. is, is, is the director giving him like free range like yeah just I don't know. Over, just I don't know. Act. I mean you be Superman you do I your don't thing know. I don't know uh, right yeah. but but what made what made Tim Daly Tim Daly is my ref, my reference point for, for, for Superman voices and you know, again I just come from that time period I grew up in the 90s I love that Tim Daly voice and yeah everything else come from after that didn't really live up to that height although the guy in Justice League was pretty good um, or what, what was not Justice League was the second voice uh, forget it guys I forget the name too yeah, he was he was okay too, but it, to me, Tim Daly is the, the the you know the reference point now. Um, right. And yeah, this guy was so good. Whatever, the story was the story is great. The action and fighting was great. And then when Doomsday was kicking ass, he was kicking ass. And then they brought in Lex Luthor. And he had a great little arc with it as well with okay. Lex Luthor in the storyline, and okay. that worked. Um, and then basically, well, from what I understand, is that they're following up this with Reign of the Superman, which is the story I always wanted to see and wanted. So this is this is what Superman Doomsday should have been. Right, this is what Superman movie should have been. Um, everything I have to give it a really high score because it just it just ticks it ticks all the boxes. It doesn't go above and beyond the Call of Duty, admittedly, but it just ticks all the boxes of what I wanted in the Superman movie from here on in. And I got that. And yeah, it got it had a lot of good action. They they paced the story well. The animation was solid overall. Um, it didn't have any of these dumb mistakes that you see in these DC movies, or, that, or at least I didn't notice it. Um, in terms of bad editing and shit like that, no. Right. And you know, there's always had big domination mistakes in it. Then really oh, yeah, that, that, that's, something, that. that's something I was worried about, especially. I mean, we've been seeing nah. it with these, with these, uh, with some of the these new um, one of DC exactly, right? 
I didn't, I didn't notice any of that. Um, solid direction, competent voice acting by every almost everybody. Competent, not brilliant. Again, I'm not feeling the Superman. But the rest of the Justice League were good. Um, good humor. They had good, good character moments with each, with each of the characters, you know, flash talking about it. Superman had a great arc involving him and Lois and involving his secret identity. That worked. Um, action was great. Fight. The final fight itself with, with um, Doomsday was pretty badass. And what they did with that. And then the ending of it, where they, where they basically hinted at, well, they just laid the foundation for what um, Reina the Superman is going to be about. Uh-huh. And that's about it. Um, okay. Uh, I get us a pretty high score. That gives us like a good eight out of ten, or eight, nice, eight point five nice, out of ten. Nice. Yeah, pretty high. I, I totally recommend it. I had a lot of fun with this. Not as brilliant as Gods and Monsters. It's not. It's not. It's not Crisis on Two. It's. It's not under the Red Hood. But it's still up there. Very, very well done. Um, hopefully, Reign of the Superman gonna be a classic and be really, really good. It's not. It's not. Um, Batman Ninja bullshit. Definitely oh, not that. Why? Why yeah. you had to bring up Batman Ninja forward? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that bullshit. But it, it, this this was solid for me. I, I enjoyed a lot of this. I didn't have any major issues with it. I couldn't think of any major issues. I just had a good time and I enjoyed it. So I recommend this one. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I, I can't yeah. wait to see that. Um, now that I know it has a yeah. sequel as well, well I, I can't wait to see that sequel yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a part one and a part two coming. So it's like, all right, cool. I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at that. Right. Okay. So now we're going to move from DC to, well, sorry, Warner and DC to Marvel and Netflix way. So now we have yeah. to talk about the, the, the long-awaited um, follow-up to Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, right, so Matthew, they finally write Danny Rand properly. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, Holy yes. Shit. We, 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 are, we are proud and privileged to say that they did Danny Rand right at long last. You know? They had an opportunity with Defenders. They try, but they, it, it just didn't come true. But thank god they got through here with this with 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 in, in the season here of luke cage um so i'll just start things off right so i really enjoyed the first season now it was not perfect mind you um the the secret is right. you had i more or less uh, feel the same way which is where you had a great villain um in the form of Cottonmouth, who's played by um Mahushala ali you know oscar winner um and he more or less axed them off Within, like, I think yeah. it's like at the the midpoint of the season. I think it was. They just yeah, seven episodes, right? And then we got this more or less this black exploitation Saturday morning cartoon character called um, Diamondback, and you know, yeah, the what, brother. Yeah, while while I understood what they were trying to do, because once again, you know, they try to go for this sort of neo black exploitation vibe here. Uh, it just really felt out of place with the neo noirish style of the series itself. Um, because yes, yeah. it, it does. They, they, they totally back squandered. To, yeah, yeah. Because it does harken back to you know you know black exploitation. That's the idea of you know the soul brother from Harlem. You know cleaning up the streets and all that kind of stuff. But when yeah. they brought in Diamond back, it was like, oh well, you know <laughs> now we have to do this kind of uber black version of Superman versus whoever it is. You know, it just did not fit with the overall tour. Um, but while it did not take me out of the first season entirely, because I still enjoyed the season for what it was, it still kind of left me a little bit disappointed. However, though, um, I like that, you know, well, they did lay the foundation for two characters, well, one main villain and, and a side character, which we'll talk about later, um, by the names of um, Maria Dillard, who is played by yeah. Alfred Wooden, and Hernand Alvarez or Shades Alvarez, played by T. Rossi. You know, if you've seen, um, well, last time I saw him actually was in Sons of Anarchy, 
which is a show that people right. should definitely check out, even though all your boy Charlie Hunnam in it. And I know people don't like Charlie Hunnam, but <laughs> Charlie still, Hunnam drum. Yeah, but still, I read, I read, 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 I read um, Sons of Anarchy. But yeah, season yeah. one was what it was. I enjoyed it for what it was, but also too, but the, the icing and the cake, though, I really loved about it. Was that music, boy? God damn. Yeah. Ali Shaheed, no, one of Tribe Called Quest, and one of my favorite producers in the game right Dude. now, Adrian Young, joined forces. They brought this sort of, you know, 70s black exploitation, jazzy, neo soul, yeah. punk kind of music, and it just fit perfectly with the tonalists. Yeah, and I love they the had so many, they had so many good rap guest stars this season. Yes. Oh, Holy shit. We we gotta get to season two in a bit. But yeah, yeah season one had some great um you know you know some great songs, well great rap songs interwoven into the soundtrack and some rap performances because one of the big set pieces in the series is Harlem's Paradise, which is a right. nightclub which was owned by Cutmouth, but now it's owned by um, Alfred Woodard's character. Yeah, here basically wow. is where we, you know, get the musical segments and whatnot, and they have these nice little montages going in between. Um, but yeah, so you know, we're just talking about season one again. So yeah, while it wasn't the best thing in the world, I still thoroughly enjoyed Luke Cage. Right. What it was, despite its its missteps, you know. Um, but just quick thoughts yeah. on on season one before we get into season two. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was I wasn't the biggest fan, but mostly because I killed they're killing out Cotton Mod. Like Cotton Mod was such a good villain, and they, they just decided to ax him for no good reason, and then really follow why um, it kind of pissed him off a little bit. But it, you know, nothing major for me. I was like, all right, well, cool. We gone. Um, you know, we still get a solid season. Um, Diamondback was uh, fell flat, unfortunately. I remember giving it a decent score in my review. Yeah, yeah, we 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 both did, we both did. Even though you were you were more kind of like eh, it was all right, but me, I I still appreciate for what it was. Uh, and also, oh yes, yeah. and also before I forget, um, um, the the episodes for 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 season one were based off of gangster um songs, right? So in this case here with season two, what what actually surprised me here, um, just touching on music for a bit, <clears throat> sorry, is that each episode is named after a song from Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. So we have Straighten It yeah. Out, we have Soul Brother number one, which is from their first album, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, hey. classic album, if you haven't listened to it, yeah. check that shit out. Um, we get other tracks, you know, All Sold Out, which was like one of the first songs they ever put out, you know, the main ingredient, which was the, you know, the, the title track for their follow-up album, which was an album that I liked, but I didn't really love that much. I mean, it was good, but didn't really dig it that much, but anyway, um, but continuing on music here, um, how the first one more or less set things up in terms of just you know the jazz and the, the neo soul and hip hop here here we get blues we get reggae we get just different styles of music here yeah there are a ton of right dance the bat, great. Yeah, right off the bat I love the soundtrack for this the inclusion yeah. of reggae in this caught me completely by surprise because going in right. I just saw the trailer like about this a couple days before going into this new season because I didn't want the I don't want to watch the trailers back then and then come up with a whole bunch of theories as to what to expect and then I wouldn't enjoy the show for what it was when I finally saw it. So, right. yeah, the soundtrack for this is excellent though. Um, there are classic reggae songs. You'll hear Bob Marley, you'll hear um, Barrington Levy. Um, Stephen yeah. Marley is even there. He, he does a, a song as well. Uh, we also yeah. get to see, you know, old school hip-hop legends. Keras One. Holy shit. Keras One. Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss is there. Rakim. Uh, Rakim. Holy shit. Yeah. Rakim is there. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> even right down to Ali Shaheed and Adrian Young making an appearance. 
um, right. slight spoiler in the final episode, you know. Uh, right. But yeah, the, the music for this... Oh yes, and how could we forget Ghostface Killer? Because, I mean, last Ghostface, season yeah. we had Method Man make an appearance. Uh, but yeah, Ghostface right. makes an appearance here. And by the way, there are two uh, Wu-Tang Clan songs. I'll just say it's from the first album. When you hear them, you will lose your shit. If you have Wu-Tang head, you will lose your yeah. shit when these songs come up. One thing, one thing I learned... One thing, like, you know, um, the, you know the creators of these shows uh, realize now... Is something that I have known since I listened to the first Wu Tang Clan album. I loved it. Their songs, or at least the songs in that album, make for great fight music, Jeff. Yeah. Make for great fight music. <laughs> and you know, from the first from 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 the uh, from the first Luke Cage to Defenders to um, well, I think they do something like that in Iron Fist. I can't remember. But from you know, from Luke Cage to Defenders to Naldred is like, yes, it is true. Wu Tang Clan um, songs from the first album make for great fight music. It works, you know. Yeah. And just the two songs that were there, I was just like, just this. I was just like in awe. I was just loving everything about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's as far as music goes, though. So yeah, we totally love the, the score for this. As for the um, premise itself, right? So once again, it spans over thirteen episodes. So we're not gonna get into full yeah. detail as to what the the uh, the story is about, but. Um, <laughs> More or less, this follows up right after the events of, you know, the Defenders, basically, where, yes, now Luke Cage is a hero in um, in Harlem now. Uh, he's still sticking to his guns, which is basically, he has bulletproof skin. Sure, so, no. yes, you're going to have the right. idiots that are going to fire shots. We can't expect that. He's going to punch. He's going to, he, he doesn't kick that much, but he does the punching and all that kind of stuff. He uses his brute strength and whatnot, right? Um, so while he is a hero amongst the people and whatnot, and there's this little funny little subplot, even though I wish I could explore it more, where it has this Harlem's Heroes app. <laughs> basically, yeah. It's like, you know where Luke Cage is, and you can record him and just share it on social media. But, uh, like, just slight little detour, this little nitpick. I wish we could have gotten to understand who created the app. What was he? You know, like, what was he? Like, who, was, who came up with the idea of an app, you know, well, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, no. Like, I, I mean, it, it, I know you're not supposed to think about it, but still, it's like, right. Yeah, but um, you're gonna use this a little bit more, a little bit creatively. You know what I mean? That that's my point. That's right. my point. You're gonna use it a little bit more creative, right? Instead of this little ha ha ha. I, yeah, I saw it on the app, man. You know that kind of stuff, right? Um, right. You know, meanwhile, in this personal life, you know, things are good for the moment. But um, one thing that does pop up here is, you know, his reliance on violence and brute force to solve problems. Now. So this affects, you know, his relationship with um, with Rosario Dawson's character. Um, I'm not going to say that because they're clear. Uh, and we do see um, his father, actually, for the first time, uh, Reg E. Yes. Cathy, the late, great yes, Reg E. Cathy, yes. uh, who was recently on House of Cards. So I love that he made that transition from House of Cards to, to the show here. Uh, props to him. Um, and, you know, to me, he was one of the standout uh, characters in House of Cards here, you know, but it is a shame that he, he did pass away. So rest in peace to him. Yeah. Um, and he played, you know, his, his dad, James, and he's a, a pastor, actually. Yeah. And while he does, you know, he, he does praise his son for what he's doing. At the same time, it's like, well, you know, you still have to, you know, more or less not... Because they, they more or less are estranged now for years, right? So it's more like um, they don't want to see each other. Well, at least the son doesn't want to see the father. But eventually they do kind of 
meet back up and you know work out their kinks and whatnot right but what they explore here in this season basically is just him always relying on violence to, to more or less solve problems um, especially with the with the escalating level of crime in Harlem right so um, we are reintroduced to um, Maria Dillard's character who's still running yeah. you know the, the nightclub but you know she has big plans though now she wants to be the queen of Harlem so you know uh, she is doing her nefarious stuff um, and Hernan sorry who's Hernan uh, Alvarez is your love interest here so you get that whole kind of cougar stuff going on there basically um, um, yeah, yeah. But while all this is going on, we are introduced to a brand new villain by the name of John McIver, also known as Bushmaster. Yeah. He is, uh, well, born in Brooklyn, but then he moved to Jamaica. And there is, well, basically, he's seeking revenge against Mario because of some deep rooted stuff that happened to him in the past, right? And his right. skill set basically is that um, he has, well, not so much super strength, but he can fight and he has healing capabilities as well, but not as as powerful or as potent as um, as Luke Cage. And also he has this uh, weakness basically where he is reliant on this herb called Nightshade, but if he uses too much of it, it affects his organs and whatnot. So he does... Yeah, basically Jamaican super soldier serum. Yes, yes, yes. So it does weaken him. But because this man just has a fire inside of him, because he is just so adamant and just wiping out uh, Mariah and everything that she stands for. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah so he is more or less ends up running this Jamaican gang called the Stylers. And just them really yeah. tracking down Mariah and trying to kill, kill her. So it's just basically these two villains basically going back and forth. And then, well, of course, with Luke and just his personal stuff, him trying to deal with his own personal rage, his own insecurities, um, the way how people perceive him. Because, you know, he doesn't want to be... Like, people kind of look at him as some kind of king or savior. But he just doesn't see himself right. like that. He just wants to do the right thing. But it's to the point that he knows he has to go far enough. Like, he will have to break, you know, break legs and whatnot to, to ensure that there is peace in Harlem. But there are people out there that saying that, you know, is this too much, you know, that kind of stuff. Are you going too far? Are you being too angry here? Are you being too aggressive? And I'll stop right yeah. here, right? So, um, <sighs> let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the great here. So the stuff yeah. that we were talking about, basically, where they kind of asked the the, the the best villain in the show uh, midway into the first season. Fortunately, here with season right. two, they don't do that. They carry yeah. out Bushmaster and Maria's acts throughout the entirety of the show. More Mariah yeah. than, than Bushmaster. Because this is more Mariah's story and Bushmaster is just the, the obstacle. Right, it's, it's her arc. Yeah. To me, this arc. also a series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they just played out over 13 episodes and it works near perfect in my opinion um but i'll yeah. say why i say near perfect in a bit just the, right. the character grew with both these characters especially bushmaster because i was just liking this guy being this like real badass villain this i'll go kill you that kind of stuff that I, I was real liking that about him but then it started to go deeper in uh, i like how you got to see his relationship to other right. jamaicans in the area and also to one great right. episode, well, where you got to see a few flashbacks to his past in Jamaica, right. and then you know, just the stuff that he went through as a child was just like, wow. Yeah, man. pretty dark and sad. Pretty yeah. dark and sad, but no wonder, no wonder you can't root for the guy, though, you know, But yes, is because he has this this uncontrollable rage. You know what I mean? It's almost like I can't really side with you that much. Same thing goes for right. um, for for um, for Mariah. Who comes right. and I would say right off the bat. That's a really, really sad uh, Yeah, Alfred Woodard, though. 
she goes yeah. above and beyond the Call of Duty to, to just present this character. And to me, this is one of the most complex villains that I've seen in TV in quite some time. Um, <laughs> I make the joke, I make the joke, where, you know, with my friends watching this, is like, yeah, um, Mariah Dillard um, over Thanos, right? Uh, well, she has more complexity <laughs> than, than Thanos. She, she, she has a lot going on in her life. Cause for I thing, thought she was one of the strongest villains in a long time, probably one of the better MCU villains, in my opinion. Because for one thing, for one thing, right, there are moments where you will genuinely hate on her. There are moments right. where you will love to hate her, right? And then there are moments where you feel sorry for her. Then there's moments that you just pity her. But, you know, it's just like... And her character is so incredibly toxic. But then when you learn about the stuff in her past and how she was right. looked down upon, you know, it's almost like with she just had to be toxic with everybody. And then, well, yes, uh, Mariah's illegitimate daughter, um, Tilda Johnson, or Matilda Johnson, who's played by the right. exquisitely looking uh, Gabrielle Dennis. Um, and just, yeah. there's one scene, we're not going to say where it happens, one episode where she reveals the truth about their relationship. And it's just... Yeah, such a gut wrenching scene, but especially yeah the reaction from Tilda, but just and also from just Maria, Mar- uh, Mariah, sorry, just you know, just revealing, just stripping away all the layers and just really laying everything out. Though. It's just such an incredibly powerful scene. But yeah, hands down, she is one of the best, one of the most complex villains we have in the MCU or MC TV EU, whatever it is. Thus far, though, because right. yeah, like I say, there are moments where you will like her, where you will hate her, where you can kind of relate her and you feel sorry for her, but because she's so toxic inside, and then she just takes it out on everybody. So, like, every relationship that she ends up with, when she realizes that she's being backed into a corner, she will just kind of react in this toxic way. So, she just kind of yeah. destroys friendships, she just burns bridges, like, immediately, like, almost immediately, actually. And then every once in a while, she will use someone to get what she wants. So in this case, she kind of uses Hunan. So there is this kind of relationship going on. But, you know, in my head, I was telling myself, okay, I know that Hunan right, wants that to be... Yeah, I know it's not lasting. But I was wondering if he played her, but more or less is the other way around. But in his case, yeah. <clears throat> he wants to he wants to, he wants wants to, to rule with her, if not by himself, right? Because he understands the influence that she has over, you know, over Harlem in a sense, right? And, you know, there are scenes where you see her try to do good, where she tries to, to do better, you know, tries to relate to other people. But still, it just always kind of dials back to, all right, I have to survive because this is the life that I live. And, okay, you all want yeah. me to be, you all, you all want me to be evil? Fine, I'm going to be evil. So, it is this kind of self-destruction that she has. It just, just takes it out on everybody. Um, so, yeah, I totally loved how her character developed here. Um, Alfred Wooden, like I say, she just went above and beyond the Call of Duty. I like how she yeah, made her goddamn national treasure. her own. So, yeah. yes, you will watch the acting and there's some moments where it's like, okay, maybe she just being a little theatrical here. Maybe she'll be a little hammy here. No, no. But, it, but, yes, it's, but, very, it's, it's very because, melodramatic, eh? Yeah, but because it's her acting, you can tell it's just how she is projected this, this, this character and not oh, well, I'm supposed to talk this way because I'm the evil villain here. No, she acts the way how she feels. So it comes up more genuine than I must look and talk threatening. She more comes off more distraught than anything. Like, you know, when she's backed against the wall, she always comes off like, you know, you're you're doing this to men, you know, you don't understand what I went through. And she comes off like that, like that, and like that distraught person at her age. So it feels more relatable, more believable, I should say. 
Um, also, Luke Cage's arc, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I loved how, you know, <laughs> where like, I was expecting it too, where it's like, well, you know, you could only be a hero yeah. for so long and you could only beat people yeah. up for so long, but, you know, what if there's a side, side uh, what if there's, a, um, you know, consequences to that? So there are moments where, you know, he, he has to realize that he can't just solve everything with, you know, just beating, throwing people through windows and whatnot. He has to think things yeah. out. And there's a great episode, although at first I was asking myself, all right, I wonder if they're going to play this duo more like, or for the rest of the show, but I'm glad that they didn't. Where we had the Power Man and Iron Fist team up, man. You know, they had the, the full episode together. Yeah, episode 10. And, yeah, episode 10. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. Even though there yeah, were some, some, some really melodramatic moments, but the scenes with the two of them together, I love that. I love that we got to see a real glimpse of this duo together instead of this big so yeah. that we got in Defenders basically. And I thought that right. you know Danny Rand, I mean performance wise he was he was great. He really stepped his game up and he really felt like there yep. was a purpose to him. It wasn't just, hey, I just happened to stumble onto you. They 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 brought in his character uh, reasonably right. enough, logically enough. And you know, I love where you know he kinda sits um look down and talks to him and it's like well you know you have to find your center and you have to find the peace inside of you because it does tie back to what's going on with his uh, character arc and before we get to your thoughts regarding this, I just had to see the end in that final episode boy yeah, where, where his character reaches right now caught me completely by surprise but all we'll see we may end up spoiling it eventually is that they just took the perfect reference from one of the greatest movies of all time they even used a little <laughs> visual reference it which I felt was a little on the nose but I was like ah see what y'all did there if the end of the show yeah. did that I would have been like okay y'all should have tightened that up but because it and like that I was like okay I'll let that slide but the way well the, the, the reason, the reason I didn't mind it yeah, the reason but, I didn't mind it is because of Reggie Catty's text and the ending with that now. so I was yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine yeah no well I talk about before we get to the performance that ends of the show right right yeah, so, right, exactly. This is Luke Corley, you say. So, yeah, we have to spoil it. Yeah. So, it does reference the Godfather here and in quite a smart, intelligent way. Because yeah. imagine this guy who wants to, who's calling himself the hero of, of Harlem, or people call him that, now ends up being in the position of being king. So, now is like like one of his um, friends, um, well, and he has this, like, really hilarious little subplot here where he's selling um, unofficial Luke Cage merch where you have props to the run DMC and Ice Cube references yeah. in his shirts. Those get points. Those get real yeah. points, right? Um, he called him on a crime monster, like, you know what I mean? They call him yeah. Luke Trump. And at first I was like, wait, maybe it's, you, you're kind of stretching things, stretching things out, you, you're... Um, you kind of misinterpreted what's going on there, but then when you, when you see the final shot, it's like, oh, now I see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, to have this power, to have this control now, but what's going to happen next, you know what I mean? And it's just the groundwork that they laid down for the next season there. I was just, I was just in amazement, but I was just like, holy crap. Uh, it was the last, the, the last point where he, where he tell her, where he said, he said, tell Claire go home. I was like, damn, he's yeah, serious, bro. I was like, because I was hoping, yeah. I wanted to see her come back, eh? and I thought they would have like some kind of final talk together, but nah. when he says that line, though, I was like, wow. yeah, like brutal. You know, because it's like, 
you understand it from his perspective is the sacrifice he have to make now and i was thinking dark night right. to an extent where you know you become a Love hero it, so yeah. much in a way that kind of stuff but because he had to right. sacrifice this to be where he needs to be in order to ensure peace in harlem he did it but he just the groundwork that he laid for the next season here is like well you know that's gonna backfire soon enough because of the right quote-unquote alliances that he's made or at least the, the the peace that he's made at the moment you know what i mean is you know it's gonna yeah. backfire soon enough so before right. before we before i get to my gripes because i have a couple of gripes on it ricardo your, right. your, your, your thoughts on the great the great right. of season two yeah i this is a huge improvement over season one like holy yeah, shit yeah, this boy. completely completely catch me off guard i really didn't expect this to be so good i was like oh we gained all of this for this season and it's look it is admittedly very melodramatic but that was not yeah. problem at all it totally work and fit God, one of the big problems I have with some of the met- met- Netflix stuff is it's a little too serious and look takes itself way too seriously, especially Jessica Jones, um, anyone? <laughs> right. But so a lot of that I already I didn't really care for going forward. But with Luke Cage, it, it, to me they strike the perfect tone with us though. Yeah. In terms of like how how seriously you should take it, the exactly. corny and hooky dialogue. Yeah. That's not problem for this. About it too. Like it is a part, Very self aware. Yeah. Says, um, well, yeah, this is my show. And we forgot to mention too. Um, uh, Mercedes Knight, Knight yeah. you know, and her yeah. character arc as well too so I, I like also yeah. that they didn't concentrate on her having this bionic arm and the way how they brought it up too was very smooth it didn't just you know just come out of nowhere they, they, it right. brought it it worked it, itself into the, the narrative quite smoothly uh, but I like right. that it was not just about her being this bionic woman suddenly it's about her being on the police force her you know her right, right, trying right. to play you know play with the rules and all that kind of stuff now. but continue yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I didn't expect this to be so good. It, again, it's, it's played very, very silly in many ways in terms of the dialogue. It's kind of hokey. It but is, it is, it is. That's, yeah. that's within the context of the story because it totally works now. The way the, way the tone and, and is again, a, in my opinion, next to perfect balance when it comes to how to deal with this material now. Yeah. But that's, that, again, I don't like when you do the serious business thing and you have this stupidness going forward now. Yeah, um, and, and, and the new noir slash black exploitation vibe. You know, that's how you could get away with the dialogue and just the tone of it. It works. It's a exactly. nice balance, you know? Right. Yeah. And yeah, for me, for me, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed this. And again, some of the highlights, of course, my um, episode episode 10 with Danny Ran. I didn't expect him to come in and he wrote his character. Like, wow, they actually write the character. They actually have the choreography on point with him. Oh, like, yes, well, yes, 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 yes. They actually nice, get nice, everything nice right with him, in my yeah, opinion. There was a nice shot, basically, where you see the two of them squaring off. A nice white yeah. shot. And it, it looks like it is Finn Jones doing his movements. No, well, him and yeah. Mike Coulter doing the moves. I was like, wood, yeah. okay, wood. Yeah. Not, not, not choppy as well. and whatnot. Yeah. Nah. Um, is it... Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention too. Colleen Wing makes her appearance. I thought that was cool. Small appearance, um, yeah, yeah. Small appearance, one episode, nice as well. Um, but your thoughts on Bushmaster though? Because I thought that he stood out he, as this fantastic villain. Yeah, um, yeah. He had. So I like the fact that they get the uh, they, they get a lot of Jamaican background point. Like usually, they someday they'll fuck up in movies like badly, badly. Yeah. This wasn't perfect, but it's still pretty good. Um, yes, and I, I ain't gonna pretend to be some expert on, on Jamaican part or anything like that. But it sounds very good from what I know about. Jamaican Patwa. Yeah. Um, a couple of the a couple of the people felt like uh, like especially that first guy that Bushmaster killed. Um, he felt like a Trini speaking Jamaican accent. <laughs> right. Um, or 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 it kind of sound like an uptown trying to speak downtown Jamaican kind of thing. Now. Right. Um, right, right. I didn't I didn't hate any of that. Um, you know, it had all the great cultural um, Caribbean diaspora stuff. All that was fine. Um, 
Wells. Oh, and by the, the way, the, 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 I like, the, fight I like the name. Yeah. Um, I like the name of Shmasa. Where they get it from? Uh, you know, is yes. it is the rum company? Great. Yes, yes, yes. Pretty awesome. Um, another thing I like uh, to the, 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 the fight in silos awesome. Yes. That flash, keep yeah. that man, give Luke Cage. You know? Yeah, damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I literally had that scene on repeat, like, pow, 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 like, jeez, boy. But yeah, the fight yeah. choreography gets points, especially when uh, when Bushmaster fighting, um, when when he squares off against uh, Luke Cage, because it's strength versus speed, and you see it work. Yeah. I like how yeah. John focuses on the, the feet a lot, you know, he always targets the legs, he always targets Luke Cage's arms because you know well yes because he uses arms a lot he uses legs he doesn't use his leg that much so it does play out logically the way how yeah. these two characters how you expect these two characters to fight though a lot should fight each other yeah yeah so there's a lot of thought and F- um, put into this oh we forgot to mention too uh, Foggy Nelson makes her appearance as well Right, so, yeah, yeah. Well, with the uh, lawyer thing, which is great. I like yeah, that. That's funny. Yeah. They had a great, they had a great line. It was like, wait, is that Ghostface Killer? <laughs> I mean, he was in the club. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, better man did a song about me. <laughs> you know, that was a nice moment. Right. Um, as far as gripes, though, and these are minor. Oh, oh, oh how can we forget Reg E. Cati, by the way, who plays... Um, yes, their um, yeah, relationship was excellent, in yeah, my opinion. I love that. Uh, he brought this nice with moral center to things. He didn't come off yeah. as this hokey preacher who just you know just spouts nothing but a good book and whatnot you know he is a real person as well he does slip yeah. up every once in a while he is human and he acknowledges right. that yeah before he was able to talk to his son like that and be like well you know you have to think about that kind of stuff so i love that <laughs> you see and just the, you the see those about that do, was good yes 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 um the little conversation scene that they have um in the middle of the well this yeah the middle of the, the season i thought that was great as well and the, the rest in peace to him at the very end, you know, because I actually yeah. forgot that he died, you know. I just yeah. made things feel a, a lot more emotional, you know. Um, yeah. As far as gripes go, well, this has just always been a problem with me with, with Luke Cage, though. Well, sorry, with these uh, Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, yeah. 13 episode runtime. Yes, I was about to, to kinda, mention that. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't as extreme as, like, let's say, with Punisher, because Punisher thought these were. Eight episodes. Yes, because that, um, that this I'll say, right. This I'll probably trim down to about ten. I would say so. Um, yes, because yes, the, yeah. the dramatic moments. There are lots of dramatic moments, and I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that they are repetitive in any way. Even though yes, right. certain characters do meet up again and more or less follow up on things that happen that they that happened before what they were talking about before, but it does have uh you know it does suffer from peace and disuse once again because you have to stretch right. things out for so long and then because of right. the runtime of these episodes being like about po- close to an hour basically but what i would give yep. credit for is that they were able to hold my interest especially in terms of the villains you know right. how they were able to stretch their acts through the 13 episodes you know that's that's amazing you know but still yep. i would confess that they they really you know the whole 13 episode run and that's saying they should just kind of just jump and just do things new because the fans demand it. But still, I would admit, they, they could have just trimmed this down to like a 10 episode. You know what I mean? Um, right, still, yeah. it was a great moment. Still, and you know, you're not you're not diluting the drama or anything like that. But still, just kind of tighten the pacing just a little bit, you know? So that was, right. that was like my, my one gripe that I have with it. You know, the pacing and just, the oh yeah, well, two things. Right? The pacing and just the 13 episode run. But once again... Because they were able to hold my interest in terms of not just the hero and the side characters, well, mainly Mercedes as well, but with Bushmaster and especially Maria um, Dillard, you know, 
And you know her yeah. daughter as well too. I thought she had a, a decent enough arc as well. And just yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it ends here where yeah, she could become another an antagonist. Right. Another problem. In the third season, which was like, wow, okay, okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean not more we could say, but we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the season. Yeah, then like, I really I just catch him off guard because yeah. I really thought it would be normal. I didn't think they would do much with it. Um, yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, they, yeah. Like they, they, they do everything yeah, they you know, had to do. Yeah, like it was going to be just the same old, same, the same familiar stuff, you know, the music, right. the lighting, the stuff like that. But everything just like you, yeah. get, you get the, the the stuff that you love about it for like the music, the cinematography, which still is on point. Like I love the the colors that they use here, you know, the, the kind yeah. of gold and orange and browns and all that kind of stuff. Um, the acting is still on point. You know, everybody yeah. had their rules. You know, by quota is Luke Cage. You know, and all that, all that good stuff. Um, but just the complexity of these characters, especially uh, Mariah and um, Bushmaster. You know, I love how they just dug it deep into these characters. So they were just thugs who just you know beat people up or grab guns. You know, there was more to to them than that. Um, and I just love how they set up this this season three. Where yeah, I mean Luke is in this com- uh, position that I honestly did not see coming a mile away. But now I want to know what's gonna happen next. Is he gonna be a villain in a way or or not? I'm I'm not sure if we're gonna play the whole Godfather Part Two angle. But I'm just so excited to see what they do next. So rating wise, right. I'll give this a decent four to five, man. This is I would yeah. say I would I say as far as yeah, a season two go, season two seasons two go with uh, with Marvel Netflix shows. This is one of the best, yeah. man, hands down. One of the best, probably the best. Yeah, and for me, say. I put it real, I, I put it real high. Yeah, this is um, the best because it, it's probably only, only. Yeah, it's probably only Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one that are probably put above this. Um, yeah, but I talk about definitely twos, better than season twos. Yeah, this one. Yeah, stepped up by I put it higher than only season twos if I think about it. Yeah, well, that's um, that Yeah. So, yeah. what was your rating? What's your rating? I had to get us a realize quite more and more think about it. But yeah, get us like an eight out of ten. It's just really, nice, really nice, well done. Yeah. Um I didn't expect it to be um just so like character driven and so deep with the character law and especially the two well the two villains. Um you already get two great villains going forward. Um with Bushmaster and um and Delodner. And they made it they made it work with the concept of violence, how she can't escape violence and she and clean herself up. They make all of that work with the world. I don't want to get into the spoilers, but it's a little borderline Me Too movement moment with her. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of that just really works when you think about it, Jared. I just thought it was great. She's one yeah. of the better better characters I've come along in the Marvel Universe in a long time. Yeah, this but, was yeah, a home run for me. Props to Alfred Woodard, but she just yeah. went there. She dug in deep yeah. to, to deliver this great character, but so well done. Yeah. Um, oh yes, yeah. and we even forgot to mention um, Shades as well too. I thought that Shades character, yeah, yeah, yeah that's solid arc as well. Solid as well. Even um, a nice little yeah. thing with, uh, with one of his comrades in arms, basically, and how that turns out as well. And just the relationship between him and um, and um, Mariah, which I felt was real cougish, but more to, yeah. more to the point, like he knows more than she does, or at least he assumes that he knows. So he just played her because he wants to, yeah. like I say, add a rule alongside her, rule over her, that guy. Yeah. But she's she like had the heads up though, and I was like, oh wow, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they made they made I find I find they made a lot of that worked, and overall, I I just thoroughly enjoyed um this. I, this is this is a really good direction for this. Very, very happy with all of this, um, with all of this, uh, what they did with this. Yes, yes really, yes. really happy. I didn't expect it to be so so well done. Yeah. Now we could be praising this thing for the rest of this episode, boy. But um, now now we have to get the last things last way. 
Now we have to talk about the Fallen Kingdom. Or should I say oh, the boy. Fallen Franchise, boy? That was... <laughs> okay, into this bullshit. Jurassic Park. Now... Alright, here... Yeah, you... You start up, you start up. Yeah, here the thing, eh? This is... It, this, I'm gonna straight up start. This is trash. And... and I, not not I, our trash. Not our trash. That is the thing. It's definitely not our trash. And I, it could be someone's trash. But I don't want to meet that person. <laughs> boy... So, so before this was before, a mess. Before, before we get to the the fall of Jurassic Park, let's talk about the well. Let's talk briefly, of course, about the movie that started all. 1993's Jurassic Park it actually came out. Um, well, in June of 1993, um, I was planning to do a retrospect reviews of that, but I figured because we're going to talk about Fall of Kingdom anyway, might as well mention it. Yeah. So yes, 25 years ago, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know blew everyone's minds by showing us these almost photorealistic dinosaurs and giving us this yeah. great narrative which, you know, had a lot of great elements in So there was the wonder and amazement of seeing dinosaurs for the first time on big screen. In a sense, I mean, we're not talking about like those 60s or 50s dinosaur movies. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about like industrial light and magic dinosaurs basically right um we had you know great characters whether it was sam neil or um you know jeff goldblum and whatnot um we had you know characters that we cared about you know they they, they combined the truths we had like you know th- that horrific moment but just really nail biting moments but they blended with a lot of adventure a lot of heart a lot of a lot of fun i mean it is one of the best summer blockbusters of all time and while I wouldn't say it's one of the greatest movies of all time I would say it right. is one of the best movies Steven Spielberg has ever made in his life right hands down no denying that right um, and I would even defend the sequel The Lost World because I felt that it was um, a nice right. progression I'll talk about that word progression from the first one it's like hmm what if these creatures were supposed to end up, end up well the park thing didn't work out so what if somehow some way they ended up in our world what would happen right. the chaos that would happen and it made while the sequel wasn't as great as the first one I do give yeah. credit for it being darker and bloody actually because yeah there's a right. considerable considerable amount of gore in this one which I praise actually because um, I mean it's dinosaurs in the real world of course they had to have blood in it you know what I mean you had to kind of step your game up a little bit right and yeah while I would say it's one of the, the, the memorable sequels I do still rate I do read this one as, as one of the, the better um, Jurassic Park movies. And then we had the the, the forgettable Jurassic Park tree. Forgettable to yeah, the that was a mess. I just saw it on cable. I saw it on stars because I didn't bother to watch it on cinema. I was like, why why we, why are we doing a tree? And then yeah. I saw it and it was like 92 minutes long. It's like, why why is this movie so short? But then again, I didn't yeah. really care for it, whatever. So I thought that was it. I thought that was done. And then yeah. afterwards, we got the 3D re-release of Jurassic Park. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Saw it. It was in 3D. Nice. Whatever. It's the same movie. Whatever. Um, but then in 2015, um, and this was actually around about a couple weeks before we even did our first episode of Bears, Beats, and Bailey, uh, Jurassic World came out, right? You're right. And looking at it again, because I didn't look at it, on, well, I didn't watch it until quite recently, you know, to prepare for Fallen Kingdom. Um, right. My thoughts on it are still the same. It is a B-movie, true and true. Right down yeah. to the hole, we're going to take raptors and we're going to put them in the military and we're going to use them to find terrorists. That yeah. is just so incredibly dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, because it's this kind of schlocky B-movie, sci-fi movie the week, 
glossed over in Hollywood big budgetness. I let that slide because it was fun. It was like a return to form. It's more yes, and you do play the whole nostalgia berries thing a lot. You know, a lot of callbacks, some of which were unnecessary, some of which are, oh, that's kind of clever. Uh, but still, it was like, okay, we're we doing this thing again. I like the, well, there wasn't really subtle at all, the commercialization of the park itself. You know, the product right. placement from Starbucks to this to that, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was, like, clever. Like, okay, well, if Jurassic Park was to be redone in 2015, this is exactly how it would play out. Even right down to them... Um, creating this new creature you know what i mean you know them creating this indominus rex because you know bigger is better we need more teeth as one of the characters say more teeth right um and then of course you know just things going out of pop um just should go out of control and what you'd expect from a jurassic park movie um you know they were criticism made you know for one thing for um well one of the biggest jokes of course being bryce dallas howard you know her running in high heels <laughs> from yeah so that was funny uh also as we talked about supergirl earlier uh katie mcgrath's that scene though I remember some people right. were kind of offended offended by it because for one thing this is the first instance of a female dying in a jurassic park movie which was like wait really okay i didn't know that but I thought that that scene was was kind of badass too. I mean, although I not the one that would say, "Oh, it's it's it, it went too far. This misogynistic and well, I don't care, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, overall, Jurassic World was what it was. It was disposable, but it's still that dumb summer fun and ent- ent- uh, excitement entertainment that you can't expect anyway. You know, it was better than than right. Jurassic Park Three by far. It, but it couldn't reach that level that Spielberg did with the first two movies. But then again, it kind of didn't need to. I mean, it was trying to do its own thing. I mean, Chris Pratt was there. He did what he had to do. But still, it was what it was. I, did, I don't hate it. But um, your quick thoughts on Jesse franchise leading up to Jurassic uh, and, and Jurassic World before we get into Fallen Kingdom. Your, your, just, your thoughts on the franchise. Yeah, uh, for me, it was a franchise that should have died, but I get why it exists. And look, it ended up made that. A ton of cash anyway, so it's like whatever. I am a ton of money. Ton of money. I am a big fan of the original. Um, You know, I was a huge, huge dinosaur nerd back in the days, so that just like fallen under my purview, and it was right up my alley when it came out. Um, Then the sequel sucked for me, hated it. Um, But then they decided to do this whole. Decided to do this whole um, part three, which was a straight up retarded and made no sense. Boy. yeah, uh, well, and then when when Jurassic World came out, I was like, well, whatever, it's fine. Like it kind of what you see, it's kind of what the original sequel should have been anyway. So exactly, I didn't really hate yeah. it, but I didn't write I didn't write home more about it either. It's like, well, whatever, it's just fine. And then, well, then this nonsense came out, <laughs> this yep. new one. So I was like, Ugh. I don't know what was the point of this. So Ricardo, you just wanna just give us a a brief rundown about about right, so. Basically, the island blowing up. Yep. They had to go and rescue. Because, the... because there, there's a volcano that, that just suddenly is active because movie, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's a, uh, they decide to, you know, how to go and rescue the animal. But it was helped out by this corporation ran by James Cornwell's son. I'm not too sure or James Cornwell himself. And then the come, well, they had to basically they learn that, well, the reason why they want to help out the dinosaurs because they want to sell them right for make money that's yeah. pretty much it but the idea is that well they can uh, free they have they have a big you know debate about whether or not they're gonna 
3D animals in the first place. Because, uh, you know, a big debate is that, well, they wasn't supposed to be alive anyway. That's the general argument. So it had a whole debate about that. Right. That's pretty much a movie. Just, yeah, it have a little girl who's a clone of somebody, which is really stupid. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we should have mentioned this earlier, but we, to talk about this show, uh, uh, sorry, we, we had to get into spoilers here. We have to get into spoilers. Um, so my, my thoughts are that, I'll start off, right? So, started off pretty good. Start off pretty interesting, right? I like the idea yeah. that the, the 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 right Jurassic World was a terrible idea. Park shut down. The island is pretty much isolated except for these these you know um, these dinosaurs that sell all over the place. You know the T Rex, the Raptors, and all that stuff. Well, a Raptor, sorry, um, blue, uh, because the other Raptors that you know Chris Pratt was Wallace raising got wiped out by the Indominus Rex. Um, and then we still had that one that was in the pool, you know, um, Shamu, whatever it is, right? <laughs> that that's still there. Um, so you know, it's it's interesting that okay, this island that y'all set up, okay, have this volcano and now it's active. So now you have to get these um, these dinosaurs out and put them on another island, right? Okay, understood. Right, kind of cool idea. Um, but in the trailer itself, well, at least I saw the first trailer. I didn't watch the second one until afterwards. I'll talk about that second trailer a bit, right? I was under the impression that, you know, the, the centerpiece of the movie was going to be the volcano, right? And them trying to escape right. into all that good stuff that you saw in the trailer, which is spoiled for you, right? Um, that marketing for this show is terrible, by the way. I just had to say that right off the bat. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, this thing, this this moment comes up in the first act, though. It's, it's more or less like the end of the first act, basically. And that kind of caught my like, surprise. I was like, okay, we're doing this thing. No, all right, well, okay. So, through some circumstances, you know, Chris Pratt and um, Bryce Dallas Howard's characters are back. Um, they bring in these two unnecessary characters. But they more or less work with, with Bryce because she's doing this whole free the dinosaurs campaign kind of stuff there. Because they're all like, yeah. well, the dinosaurs should stay on the island and when the volcano erupts, they should die. You know, because we can't, why, why save them? There was a reason why Mother Nature wiped them out in the first place. Which is a fair yeah. argument, right? I, I like the moment where, you know, um, Jeff Goldblum comes in and he's in, uh, speaking to Congress or whatever it is. I talk about, well, yeah, pretty much the same thing that you say in City First One. You know, it's a mistake. We should not we should not do this. We should not bring them back yeah. with nature, blah, 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 right? Okay. Yeah, I got all of that, right? And, right, so the first, the first, right, so first act happens, Volcano, erupt, blah, 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 we, everything that we saw in the trailer. And I tell myself, okay, so where the story gonna go next? You know, and right. I will give credit at the moment where credit is due. I will give credit to the the um, well, more or less, Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow, Trevorrow. He directed the first one. So he directed the first one, right? So he co-wrote yeah. the script here, and um, the director this time is J. Uh, uh, Bayona, who um, directed right. two movies that I still want to see. Which is a monster, a monster calls and the orphanage. Still have to see right. those shows. I don't know why I'm sticking on that, but anyway. Um, so more or less, you know, is is I give him credit for moving away from the park cliche and the island cliche. You know, why not? Why why we just keep resurrecting the same Jurassic Park concept again and again and again? These dinosaurs on the island thing again and again and again. Let's try something different. So like, okay, okay, then do it a little bit different here. All right. But in my head, I tell myself, okay, they're going to try to move the, the, the dinosaurs to the next island. And then we have the, 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 the cliche bad guys who just want to kill them out. So we have some right. fighting going on. And then it's going to end where the, the heroes win. 
and the dinosaurs are free on this new island but instead they bring them to the estate of Jeeves Cromwell's character and then right. auctions them off right the fuck it's what you know? and then here's the ironic part about it in the second trailer that came out that stuff was there it was pretty much well not they kind of hinted it but the major stuff, you know, just seeing the, the dinosaurs in cages and whatnot. And then, of course, there's this subplot with a new, a new um, Indominus Rex. Which raptor. More raptor. Oh, sorry, well, raptor. Yeah. More raptor than Rex, actually. Uh, which is funny because the, the last dinosaur had raptor in him, but whatever. Because, oh, yeah. raptors are so incredibly smart and blah, 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 blah. So I didn't think about that the first time. I don't know. Right? So. When they, when they reached that moment with the auction trade, I was like. And yeah, then they had all true. these like cliche evil millionaires and rich people, you know, bidding on this stuff there. And yes, oh, 10 million, I want 15 million, all right, that kind right. of stuff. But they never stopped to say, what are they going to do with these creatures? What are they going to do? They're going to no, try and totally make their own, they're going to hunt them down. What's the point? What? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. first gripe that I have with the movie, right? All right, so let me just get the good stuff out of the way. Directing. The directing is competent enough. Um, J. Right. Bayona uh, clearly has a, has knows his way around horror, so there is some, right. there are some nice little visual horror stuff in it. So props right. to right? No, they, they had great sh- they had great shots in it as well. Like they had this great great shot with the Brontosaurus when they was leaving the island. I love that. Yeah, or the Brachiosaurus, whatever yeah. it is you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, great, whatever. Great, yeah, great yeah. shot. Um, they kind of downplay on the on the references. But then, unfortunately, they kind of bring it back up again because yes, there are moments which which are like visual callbacks to not just the first movie but to other movies as well, like the right. Lost World and um, Jurassic Park Three, right? So right. that's right. And then, as far as acting goes, I mean, Chris Pratt is doing his thing, Bryce Dallas Howard doing her thing, but I mean, they are less. They, it's like one of the dimensions out of them like they were like more or less two and a half dimensional characters in the first one but now right. now it is going to two or one and a half yeah yeah like that's that, that's like, the problem I, because I just didn't the care for these characters at all they were just there yeah serving a function but it's like why should i care i know you're gonna no, but in the, run in the your first one for this, me you know? in the first one for me it was like well everything was kind of tongue-in-cheek now so that's why i really like hate that first one all that yeah, much right because like Pratt's okay. character like you know you're really doing this. Y'all really want to do this. Like, almost like the self-awareness. Like, okay, three movies in and you're still doing this. So it would right. Yeah. And then with Bryce character where it's about the money and bringing in, you know, the people and whatnot. So, you know, that kind of worked there. You know, the commercialization of this right. um, Jurassic Park thing. So, yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right. But here it's just like, well, it is there to serve a purpose, just there to do stuff, but I didn't really care for them as much. Um, same thing I could say for like the, the, the two side characters. Um, yeah, this, they're, they're this pointless, I don't care about SGW them. SGW character and this fellow who like just scared of everything. Like when he was in the plane to go to the island, he was scared. So, right. of course, the big question is why you bring him there for? What to have him scream like right. a gill and it's not funny? So, what's the point? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it. Then, um, I don't really care about any of those characters because it was like, well, they they was ultimately inconsequential. I suppose they had some purpose and they had a, a couple moments that was kind of relevant. But overall, it's like, well, yeah, you don't really need to be here anyway. Yeah. Who cares? So, um, so two big, big major flaws that I have with the show. Right? One of these flaws, a lot of critics will talk about, right? Which is the script. The script. No, no it's a mess. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. 
now once again i give credit where credit is due trying new things out trying new concepts but not really do they not focus on one or two particular ones or they don't go in depth into them so you'll try this one or they'll try this one out but they never go deep into it but they just execute these things so sloppily boy so sloppy like the whole thing about bringing these creatures into this house for this auction thing sloppy now I understand you want to try something new. Let's try this whole gothic horror thing. And um, on the subject of gothic horror, I saw one of the first early reviews kind of said that they were going for gothic horror. Like I'll tell myself, um, it's Jurassic World. How are they going to do that? And just basically, right. dinosaurs running running amok in a mansion, and it's shadowy, and there's it's raining right. outside, so it's thunder and lightning. That's that's it basically. But yeah. you know, interesting concept. Okay, all right, let's but. The execution, though, was just terrible, terrible. I'll talk about some scenes later on, right? So, the other thing that, that a lot of... Well, the, the one thing that, criti- that I know a lot of well critics are, haven't mentioned yet is the conveniences of the of, 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 of this show. Right? Just a lot of moments that happen that are just so convenient. From, yeah, it's total nonsense. From, case in point, the volcano scene, right? You saw it in yeah. the ad, the characters running, around the, running down the hill, blah, 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 right? So... Remember from the last movie with uh, with Bryce's nephews, right? Where they were in the hamster ball and then the Indominus right. Rex attacks and then they had to get themselves out of it, which was a great scene, by the way. Great scene, right? And then they managed to escape and then they run to, you know, deeper into the... Well, they jump off this... Well, they jump off a cliff, basically. I think it's some waterfall or some kind of crap. I think they just jump right. off, right? Cool. So conveniently, when these characters are running in, in Fallen Kingdom, they happen to run into the same hamster ball that was there. So convenient. Well, yeah. It was just right there. Just at the moment when they needed it, right? Yeah, well. <laughs> and then even going further, Chris Pratt refusing to go inside the hamster ball. Like they were more like I know I saw the trailer, but I was telling myself, Well, dude, why are you not going inside, Dred? Like what? So we can have a shot of you trying to outrun what vol you know volcanic fumes and ash, yeah, well. ash and whatnot. So there's a scene where he, where the ball goes, to breathe in, yeah, goes underwater, right? And he's trying to get them out, and then he might swim back up, and then he come back, and then fortunately gets them out. So that's the reason why you all had him outside of the ball. Like would have been, it would have been a much more intense moment if he was inside the ball, and there were cracks, and then you know it was flooding out, flooding from the inside now that would have made for a right. very intense moment because you have your three heroes or in this case three heroes here trying to escape how do they get out no you have Mr. Hero outside doing everything so he's he's more or less the um the traffic cop now so he guiding everything it's like oh stamping dinosaurs y'all go here you know hamster ball you go over there I'm gonna navigate everything and there's a way how they use his character like he just shows up at just the right time to solve every situation he just figures out every single thing at just the right time things happen at just the right moment and yes you do have the the duex machina um uh t-rex that shows up at just the right Doctor. time to fight off <laughs> the indominus uh the indominus um uh oh gosh raptor basically yeah, yeah, that, I, I don't know. It just took my out of the show. It's just things happening at just the right time. Somebody's in danger. Something happens at just the right time to save them. You know, we so there's no, there's little to no tension here. Now. Um, and then talk about tension, right? And another thing that that took me out. Really, really terrible decisions made by by characters. By 
the girl that of you course. mentioned, right? The girl that was just there with her to show what she was about, right? So, <laughs> another convenience here, right? I love where she goes into the, the, the basement and then she learns about... She sees the, the dance of the first time and then she learns that the guy that taking care of her basically want to kill off James Cobra's character and more or less run the show and then sell off the dancers and blah blah blah, right? I love right. how when she comes to the, the MacBook, right? Well, the, 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 uh, the computer itself. And she sees the video of um, of of uh, Chris Pratt playing with the Raptors, right? And she watched yeah. it. I love when um, the bad Chris guy Pratt and, 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 um, and B.D. Wong's character. Why is B.D. Wong in this movie, by the way? This is like... Yeah, B.D. Yeah, but I was I was hoping that he would have died, and then spoiled it. He doesn't die. I was just like, oh god, we need to see. No, no, he got in. it. Just like, no, but you can't do this. You you tampering with forces that you can't control, and you know you can't. We we designed it in such a way to make it look. And he was more whiny in this one, Joe. Like, come to manja. Like, give him something else to do instead of complaining about what y'all did. Yeah, y'all made the mistake. Stop trying to double back. You know, try to dial back and complain about stuff that y'all did you know what I mean but anyway but I love when the moment where they actually come down the flight of stairs where conveniently the video stops no audio no video nothing played at the moment where they come downstairs eh, it just stops just like that so the girl can run off and hide right. you know what I mean like she doesn't pause the video eh? the video just stops everything just stops at the moment they, they come down the flight of stairs right that was once again convenient um but one of the biggest moments though right and once again problem with the movie great setup eh? well they have great setups great interesting ideas right but then the execution happens and it just goes downhill so you have the big bad raptor right on top the on top the the mansion the the roof yeah screaming you know roaring something like that great moment right and then he sneaks inside to the room right so this girl, the same girl, genius, right? Smart idea. Decides to jimmy the window, and it, it just so happens to be her bedroom, right? Right, and right, right. Instantly, you would think, right? Big bad dinosaur chasing you, right? You can either do one or two things. You could run, but then and have a whole bunch of people, you know, running around the place again, killed by other dinosaurs or whatnot, right? But you're in your bedroom, right? Hide underneath the bed. No, yeah, she got in the bed. Yeah. She goes in the bed and tucks the, co- yes. the, the, the cover over. And I was Whatever. like... Just to have the shot. Just to have this shot of the dinosaur yeah, just coming the close to her. And the claw coming up close to her. And I like... In yeah, Aliens, dumb. they do this better. In Aliens, the little girl hide underneath the table, Jared. She was smarter than this little girl hers. Yeah, it's dumb. What yeah. was that? What, what, I don't. What? I, I don't. All I'm thinking, I just kind of write off this movie. It's yeah, total no, nonsense. By the, way, by the way, once again, conveniently, before she gets eaten, and she's like, <laughs> and screaming and stuff. Also convenient, Mr. Chris Pratt comes just the right moment to save Didi. So how you know she was inside it? Eh? How you know? Apart from the screaming, but how you know yeah, to come in at just that right time, like to be there at just that right time to save her? I like, nah man, nah man, nah man, nah man, but. Yeah, a, last thoughts on the show before we get to read it but anything else you have to say about the show before we not really you know because it's like it's it just a script that was like wait I'm real half-assed I'm totally half-assed a lot of it doesn't work not cute it's not funny it's stopped it's stopped being clever like a long time from again it had decent ideas as you mentioned but 
Like, I, I couldn't get, I didn't care if these things were damn incoherent, so it don't matter. Yeah. Oh, and how could I forget, man? How could I forget the jaw dropping for the, um, the ending of the show, boy? But yeah, no, it's total that we, nonsense with the. Um, wow. First off. Yeah, but it's Y'all had to bring back Jeff Goldblum to more or less book any and any movie, so. Yes, yes, that. yes, so we, we have him back in Congress. Same, same scene, huh? So it can yeah. extend in the whole scene with him, right? But they just have him there to just do this narration pretty much, right? I just more or less reiterated the same thing that we that we saw before, where it's like, yes, um, this is wrong, we should let them die, and all throughout the show is just people just making bad decisions to the point that, yes, these dinosaurs are on the loose now because this idiot, we're not going to say who decides, yes, because they must live, because they're dinosaurs and they must live. Ah, But anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So the dinosaurs are out in the world now and you have this montage yeah. of them just doing stuff, right? <laughs> and I was telling myself, like, they just take a page from the plant to the apes' um, book, though. Right. Right like, from the from the, that from bullshit, the yeah. edit like just the creatures out there. This is planted apes again, and then they just yeah. had to hammer the note home by saying, "Welcome to the Jurassic World," and I just bullied really. That that, yeah. that that's how all y'all gonna end this show. That's the last one. Yeah, y'all wanna end this movie off with? So haha, it's not the park anymore. They're out of the world. So ha, Jurassic World, get it? Ha-ha. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was that yeah. God. I couldn't. I, I yeah, I really couldn't get myself to give a shit. And and here's the problem. Here's the thing, right? Now, once again, Colin, what's his face, was saying that he wrote it that way because he want. Now, once again, he wants to leave the park. He wants to leave the park element out of it, which he I don't wants, mind. Yeah, which I don't mind. And he wants to expand on this world, try new things. So it's like, yes, this is legitimately legit, a legitimate setup for part three, for a new trilogy, basically. Um, right, but. God, that, this this like the sloppiest way y'all could put it out to. Yeah, the right. sloppy in the execution and just the final, just the, the ending of it was just... Uh. So overall, what we had to say, well, all I had to say is that just thinking about the fact that the first movie came out 25 years ago. 25 years ago, eh? Masterpiece yeah. of summer blockbuster sci-fi, you know, adventure stuff, right? I just the quality just went just dipped boy dip 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 yeah you know there was an opportunity I, with this, Jurassic this, World this, this, wrong. there was an opportunity there but it just yeah. played on the nostalgia bit too much and then because it was just too B-movie for me but to I, care about it exactly you know, but it's this, this, I, 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 I'll, I'll straight up say that this to me this, this is, is Janet Transformers where you have a bunch of people who are just involved they know you can make money but they don't give a shit about it creatively and you ain't gonna get anything better going forward at all. Like at no point. Yeah. Like you had to scrap. You had to scrap that whole premise. Yeah. Then build from that. And yeah, you know the sad stop, part is that just stop all together. We don't need more. Yeah, but you know, you know, frustrating in my opinion is that yeah, you don't need um. The thing is, the, you know, Universal don't have any kind of monopoly on on um dinosaurs. So that's what kind of weird about this. It's like wait, you know, you don't need to do this. You know, other people could do dinosaurs, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I don't think you have any monopoly on dinosaurs. So why doesn't more people don't do dinosaurs instead of fucking it up with this franchise? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Dinosaurs on screen is cool. Why? How are you fucking up dinosaurs on screen? Like, Stop I don't know, do it. a two rock game or uh, movie or something. No, what cracking me up is that we the way how the whole thing set up is that well we we can't get um. Well, yeah, anybody remember Prime, Primal Rage? 
basically we don't get primal rage thing because like well what going on with this the whole world go and melt down because these dinosaurs are wrong now yeah or, or the dinosaurs not going to survive because like their animals too big and not could feed them you kind of need a park for them to exist yeah whatever yeah um but yeah just just last things i'll see um from the marketing of it i should have uh, i should have picked up at it you know picked up on on something wrong going on here from you selling out your major set piece in the first trailer right to the point yeah. that when you see it on big screen it's like yeah i see this already there's nothing new here and then when you see it for uh, as well i know people will go in and be disappointed or actually be surprised by the fact that you see it in the first act right and then with the second trailer yeah. pretty much spoiling everything else after that it's just like it's just so painfully apparent they don't know what to do with this franchise or maybe they know what yeah. it is they want to do but just execution that's the problem so you know it's yeah, unfortunate it this this series is just like you know like like alien or or, or terminator or whatnot but here's the problem at least they had at least alien and um terminator had a superior sequel they had a superior right. movie apart from the first movie you know but jurassic yeah. park just for some reason hasn't gotten that i mean lost will try didn't work but i still defend it tree fail jurassic world just trying to do something totally different and it was schlocky but whatever it was some of fun and it kind of was like at a step in the right direction but there was no need to have a, a sequel to this what oh, i just had a bit of one last thing though the the intro to this movie dread could have should have been um, a red flag there yo mm. the park has been has been inactive for three years dread dinosaurs are still on the loose dread so why are you gonna have this this crack mission to go down into the water to to, to acquire what a a a, a tooth? So yeah. what they could not do some research and be like, oh, well, remember there was this 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 dinosaur that was swimming about? Maybe he's still Whatever. alive. Who knows? Nah, but but yeah, but it's, it's really sad to see this franchise like literally die like this. And you know, it's just really yeah. unfortunate. Like wh- when you're when when a movie like Rampage. Rampage. Now I study in Rampage. Be a better movie. But as the point is that you could do other people could do the giant other people could do the giant monster, giant animal thing. Yeah. Like um, you don't need you don't need Jurassic Park to do. Albino ape. And I had you know? more fun with that than Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Wow. Bro. Yeah. But however though, because the director was competent enough and the acting was decent enough. I didn't overall hate the show, but I was really disappointed by what we got here. So, for me, while I would get, while I want to give this a two out of five so bad, because of the couple of because of the the, the strengths, which is just two things basically. Because yes, the the bad outweighs the good here. I I will still give this a very very light two and a half out of five stars. Go see right. it if you want to. If you enjoy Jurassic World, if you enjoy seeing dinosaurs on big screen, if you like to see your white shirts of the of the dinosaurs going, whatever it is, you'll you'll like it. But yeah. trust me, you you will walk out of this feeling like you should have gotten better from the setup to what you know to the execution, just everything about the show. Boy. I I imagine you're gonna walk out of this wanting more trend. and that's the the, the the mere fact that we're gonna get another movie in this and have a full trilogy i sure as hell not excited to see <laughs> what happens next but this is set up alone yeah. boys like god but y'all 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 just need to stop 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 these movies all together if this next one's gonna be last let it be the end and let's just move right. on right so what's your rating yeah i getting this uh, uh cc it's a low one and fuck um 
this is complete nonsense. And that's funny, because uh, that's why I went to see it, actually. So Yeah, it's a low, very low CC, just like barely, barely deserve a, a glow. You know, I kind of bad talking glow, but I give it a low, low CC, it's just, it's a problem. Not a complete bullshit, but it's like, yeah, you had so much, yeah, had so much bad with a couple good things, a couple good shots, yeah, a couple interesting and, and, and camera ideas, use. Yeah, and some right, some decent enough ideas, but it, they just fuck this whole thing up. So it's like, whatever, moving on. I, I ain't care. Yeah. Such a yeah. shame, though. Such a shame. But I guess in the end, that beats the original, right? So, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I, I, what happens when I, when I went to see it, it's like, well, I had a good day anyway. So it was like, well, all right, moving on. But the rest of the day was pretty badass. So it's like, whatever. So I didn't really think, but it's just a, a letdown in general. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, do Ricardo, where can we find you online? At Armedi on Twitter. That is Ampasat R M D D Y on Twitter, and then you can just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right. You can also find me on Twitter. Just look for Legally Black MJB. MJB. I capital letters. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look for my name Matribedi along with Illegally Black blog official fan base where you find a link to this podcast here, as well as the others that we've done over the past couple of years, including retrospect reviews. And also, I'm on Instagram. Just look for Matribedi reviews. Yeah, so, and then hopefully uh, we'll try to we we'll try to get some stuff on IGTV. Hopefully, if that take off. Yeah, I'll I'll do a little research into it and, and see what I can do there. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Machi Bailey and Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off from another episode of BSBT Bailey. So until the next one, take care. Peace. <laughs>